little pop. Yeah, there's a big meaty piece, and you bite into it. That's the best ones. You making a porn film? <laughs> no, you are. Todd's in the middle of wings, so we're just going to start the podcast. Like I was saying, this is like probably the top-rated podcast in the world if if they actually did those rankings, I think. I think they do. Oh, they do? Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> Maybe not then. This is the B3 podcast, <laughs> though. Why can't I hear myself right now? Check, check. There we go. Oh, I, was, I hear you. I was turn, I'm, I'm in the wrong headset. I got a plug. question for you. That's right. Yeah, ask away. Do we have a website? No. No. Oh, hell. <laughs> we're lucky to have a, are you laughing at? <laughs> we're lucky to have a podcast. No, I know that, but I mean, we so we don't have a website where they could just go and log on if it were on the well, the I, interweb. I, sort of. I mean, they could go on Podbean. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this crazy stuff. No. <laughs> there is not www.b3.com. That's what I'm saying. It well, would be awesome. Actually, I don't. I may still own the. Uh, Hang on, I'm I looking. may still own the domain. I'm not sure. I bought it at one time. How much do you buy a domain for? Like thirteen bucks. Oh. twenty bucks. So, my, but my question is, I mean, where we could have like pictures of our chicken wings. On oh yeah, there. that's not a horrible pictures idea. Pictures of our right special now. guests. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to take a picture right now. What's put it, it on our Twitter feed. Uh, alternate content. Well, I don't have. There's Twitter. this. Is this b3.com? What? what, what or, or is it Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball.com? I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm, I'm pretty just... sure I let it go. Whatever it was. All right. So this is. If you're listening to this, go to Twitter right now, and you're going to see Todd's wings. And they are a very good wing. Oh, I mean, shit. Are, that was a video. A retake. Ah, eh, well. <laughs> I mean, these are the traditional wings. This uh-huh. is the, the hot sauce, the butter. And the real the real McCoy. Right. The real McCoy, like from the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Yeah, this is it. But And I, typically at Red Bones Bar and Grill, Todd enjoys his wings. Speaking of sponsors... Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance sponsors this and every B3 podcast. And we are recording at Red Bones Bar and Grill where the good times roll. And they uh, roll and they roll and Travis, they roll. Travis Brett hit me up at the Lagodi. Uh, <laughs> for money back? No. For, um, he, he wants to know when he's going to be on here. And I, I have to ask the same question. It, I, I think we always tell people you have an open mic. Yeah. Doesn't Travis have the ultimate open, open mic? Open mic, just stop by. Like, why is he not on it every week? Yeah, right. no kidding. Right. I mean, it's a... I mean, so he, it's he goal- invented podcasting. Right. It's an hour-long free advertisement for all of his ventures. And boy, does he have ventures. Come on in. Well, Talk so about there, his days so with the go. Pacers. Yeah. Inventing yeah. the internet. It's a busy place in here tonight, by the way. It is. Recording on a Thursday. Right, so we're getting a website now. Yeah, we're getting a website. On the web crawler. Uh, now, uh, all of our millions of fans are going to run out and buy the domain and then try to sell it to us for ridiculous amounts of no, money. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is I mean, you know, you could have, uh, what's it called, alternate content? Well, here's the thing. We did have a Facebook Video. page. I think we've got a lot of alternate We content. had a Facebook page, and I used to put, you know, the show link once in a while. I, we do some stuff on Twitter just trying to be stupid, but 
mostly show-related stuff on Facebook, and it got to where, like, my mom was the only one that ever liked well, and, it. And that's weird. Like, our Barry Media, we're up to about 4,000 followers, and there's sometimes we put stuff out. And, and by the way, this is not a, you know, Elon controls the algorithm stuff, but, but, but there was a lot of times where we, we could put stuff out, and it would go viral. And then there's sometimes we put stuff out, and like you said, thanks, mom. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I, I, I don't know. And, and so it was kind of like you know, I mean, I mean, I love my mom, and I appreciate her all the support. But other than when her. every time she, you know, we just didn't. And I was like, God, is no one listening? I'd look at the stats, and you know, we're getting 800 to a thousand listens. So I just don't know that our crowd's into Facebook. So well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're probably not something into to the be worldwide said for, interweb. Yeah, for expecting the content that you think you're going to get. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it might be easier for somebody to go to there instead of have to go to the the, the magic pod bean or whatever the hell that shit is. Yeah, I, uh, looking at our stats, Apple Podcast far dominates where people listen to us. Um, I think Spotify is probably I don't either Spotify or Podbean second. The other one's third. Google's down the list. Then then you start getting into things. There we're on. Which not just us, not like we're special. Any podcast that broadcast all the different catchers. I don't need that. You get on, like there's podcast. Uh, what do you catch? Well, whatever you call it. Um, what's the word? Like when you go on Google or Spotify or whatever. Just your uh, platform. Platform. Uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, your platform. Um, that I've never even heard of. Like there's tons of them out there. So yeah, and I, I know Coach Thompson mentioned when he started his. You know, coaches podcast. From the cheap seats. Talking from the cheap seats, but but you know, you were the one that kind of. I'm not going to say you helped him get it off the ground, but you kind of guided him through some stuff. And I think that was the one thing he was surprised about is how many different platforms you could put your stuff on. Yeah. He thought he was going to have to go in and do it kind of manually. And, that's, and, then, and then, here's a commercial for Podbean, though. Um, if I mean, it, it costs a little bit of money a year to get the – I think you could do one cheap or maybe even free. But if you pay for one, once you put that out there, and it's not expensive, it's like 100 some bucks a year, but you put that on there, they take care of – you have to do a little bit of extra stuff for Apple, Google maybe, but for the most part, it just goes. I mean, you just don't really have to do anything, and then you can find your podcast everywhere. Can so. we put the warning on this podcast tonight, by the way? Can we? Yeah. I'm bringing my fastball tonight. I've already brought oh, it. Oh, I like it. But I'm going to bring it on air. Nice. Um, I, I, I'm done because I know what we're going to talk about. And I'm not going to say I've got some hot takes. Uh-oh. I don't but I'm going to say about. some things tonight, I think. That people think, but don't say out loud. Ooh, I'm really excited about this because I don't care anymore. Okay. I'm Todd Lancaster. Well, I like. That I'm you done don't. with the man, and I'm I'm never riding elevators or escalators again. That's what that's what makes you guys great podcast partners. You just don't care anymore. You just don't care. Yeah, don't um, care. So, gonna have a good show tonight, though, for sure. We've got. Uh, a interview with Coach Dalrymple coming up here. North Davis Cougars, great, defending 1A state champ. And now defending 3A sectional champ. He's going to be on. We've got Mark Rohr. Deco did a great interview with him. I listened to it, uh, would you do it yesterday? Or I, I'm going to tell a quick Mark Rohr story before we, before we you know, get into this uh, conversation with Coach Dow and let, let Todd finish his wings. 2006, and I mentioned this on the last podcast last week, is discussing how I, I said, you know, 2006 was North Davies' first real sectional championship. Even though they'd won one in 01, 
the Davies County in me is going to say, you did it in Greene County. You didn't do it against Bar You didn't do it in Greene County. Yeah, doesn't count. Doesn't count. You know, we, we all know what you say about Bloomfield. <laughs> I love so, Bloomfield. So, uh, 2006, um, North Davies beat Bar Eve, uh 37-36 in overtime. Mm-hmm. And Coach Mark Rohr was a junior point guard for those Vikings, and, and Todd remembers it. And – I was at North Davies at the time. I was a freshman coach. And golf coach. And golf coach. And Todd and I played a lot of holes while I was a golf coach. <laughs> and, played more holes? You or your players? And uh, me, every, every time. <laughs> Absolutely. Because every every, every we wouldn't let play more than four holes. <laughs> Take two hours. But um, basically our game plan, and, and Brent can talk about this, is is we just simply were going to let the Barry guard shoot. We're not guarding you. Yeah. And that was how little we respected we respected Mark as, as a point guard and his ability to get people in offense. But as far as Mark Rohr being an offensive threat as a as freshman through junior was an absolute zero. I yeah. mean, he was nothing. And he know I'll tell him this. And, and Mark went to Rick Mount shooting camp in between his junior Rick and senior Mount. year. And when he came back, I went into one of, my, one of my wife's volleyball open gyms, and he was in doing his workout. And I called Jeff Doyle at the time, who was the assistant principal and assistant coach at North Davies. And I said, Jeff everything has changed really and mark Rohr turned himself into a fantastic i've never seen a one a player improve that much from from one season to the next and the leap he took from his junior to senior year it's the best i've ever seen at bar eve and that team would have never went to the state finals without him great story what's a good interview it'll be coming up later we're going to take a break here and hear from uh Davis County's latest podcast, kind of a redo on that on this podcast. So we'll hear hear from those guys, yes. and then we'll be right back with Coach Brent Dow Ripple of the North Davies Cougars. What is up, everybody? This is Hagen Nepp, Nick Swartzer, two members of the Voodoo Children Podcast. We offer comedy, entertainment, and even sports talk, and we would love to have you come and join us. Find us at on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spreaker. Who do a show podcast? Thank you. Hang on, before we call Coach Dow, uh, the guys just heard the uh, voodoo. <laughs> chil- was it voodoo children? No. Voodoo children. Voodoo children. Voodoo children. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I had that wrong. Um, Todd, return. Todd, your thoughts? I- I'm in, 100%. A thousand percent. Could I be in more than that? I. Well, no, you can't. And, I know. And, and Todd, I, you, you've known Hagen and, and company for a long time. And a lot of people, and, and Hagen's got so much recognition, rightly so, and as, as he continues to battle this thing. But Hagen was never just local basketball guy. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. He, he is, he's literally the, the junior Dos Equis guy. I mean, he's got interests everywhere, music, politics. He's a different kind pop of pop culture, I'm movies. You, I mean, he, he's got it all. And it, it'll be a, those, those guys will do a great we're job. We're in big-time, big-time negotiations for them to come into the Impulse Radio fold. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Like MJF, MJ, you know, it's the great do, bidding I, war of yeah, 2024. Right, right, right. I'm just going to say this. There's a story about uh, John Lennon, and he was at an art exhibit. And he, it was a little tiny thing up on the ceiling, okay? And you had to climb up the stairs or the, the, a ladder to get to it. And then you had to have like a magnifying glass to see what it said. And he said it said, yes, it was Yoko Uno's display or whatever you want to call it, performance art. He said, had it said anything but yes, he'd have been out of there. 
had had you sent me that podcast and it been anybody but those guys, you'd have been out. You were out. I'd have been you'd out. Have, you'd have been Boom. out. Boom. Over. Well, but it's uh, it it's it it again big time negotiations. Yep, I Listen, I was gonna go. I, I was gonna go to commercial and be fancy and have, we're just gonna call him. Yeah, let's call him. Let's, 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 let's just let's just go right right to it. I've got a I've got a hot question to ask the coach. I was like back in the old day when you'd had to dial the phone and they had to cover it up because you could people could figure out the number. Yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah, is this the greatest coach in Southern Indiana? Uh. Well, I you are on the air. Oh wait, who's this? No, Gene. Gene, Gene, is it, Gene are you is there? That you? <laughs> He's no. not going to say anything. <laughs> not taking it. I love it. How are you, Coach? I'm good. I'm good. So you, so you start calling me all different names. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, had a good week of practice, I assume. Uh, it's been a good week. Yeah, we've uh, we've regrouped and refocused and uh, learned a lot about who we got coming up. Get Southern, you know, we've just been getting after it all week, trying to take care of business. So, yeah, things are going going as planned. So we far. we talked in the post game show last week, so our listeners are going to want to know how many hours of sleep are we averaging um, since Saturday night. I'm actually doing okay. I'm, oh, good. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really important to uh, you know take care of yourself throughout this this week, and you know we've learned a lot <laughs> over the years of, of you know of how to do these things and uh, rest and take care of yourself is a big part of it. So uh, yeah, it's, it's about it's about normal, and you know it's, it's just uh, this, right now it's the easy part, right? You just you know you're you're uh, doing what you've always done, and and, and behind closed doors and uh you know that's what we do as coaches and players is you know monday through thursday to friday we get ready for the game and then boy once that atmosphere hits you on saturday though it, it becomes a whole different animal well, now it's your old friend here old deco talking to you and Hello, hey buddy um well and, and the one thing and, and i kind of saved this and i didn't want to text it to you uh, you know i was talking to john i'm off sorry about that and uh, got it. Yep. And and you know he mentioned that you know you guys the, the morning after the sectional championship you know basically six thirty you you guys are meeting having some biscuits and gravy taking your son out. What's it like now to to be able to enjoy these things with with your family? I know it's a different deal back in the day yeah. when you're young and single and you're out on the prowl and you can have a good time. Now you've got you've got you've got a whole family that that, that gets to come along with you. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, my son, as you guys probably know, he, you know, he kind of picked last year to, to get involved. And, uh, you know, I know he did it uh, just to be around dad a little bit more and uh, really appreciate him for, for doing that. As, you know, his, his mind didn't on sports a whole lot, but uh, we sure had a good time last year. That's, that dude is 5-0 and in tournament play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, he took quite the year to come on board last year, and then he, he got to be a part of another sectional this year. So you're exactly right. I I always want to do it uh, for not only our players, but, but for my family and my kids, because there is nothing like the bus ride, the sirens, the you know the the, the celebration that comes with it. And yeah. uh, I'm so happy that I've been able to share that with my family because. You know, they get to see the, the bad parts of it, too. And uh, it's, it's really uh, – it, it means everything to me to be able to be do it with my family. 
That's awesome. Brent, this is Todd, and I'm going to ask you something I asked you yesterday or day before, whatever it was, but, you know, I think that, that you guys could have sat back on your laurels. You guys could have sat back and said, well, we're 1A champions. You completely changed the way you played this year. Yep. And my and, and uh, they're going to like this. They haven't heard this yet, but you have. I said, <laughs> you're a little bit like when Tiger, after winning the Tiger Slam, completely decided to change his swing. Um, yeah. And, I mean, to me, that's, if anything, that you could deserve the most credit for this year. Not necessarily, you know, because everything else we kind of saw before. But you guys took a heck of a chance um, going in a completely different direction with the way you played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for saying that. And that's probably one of the things that I'm proudest of. For literally 22 years, we did it one way. And this year, we've changed a whole bunch of things. And uh, it's been a scary deal. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Uh, it was all smooth and it was all without anxiety. Uh, we did a lot of things that we didn't know a whole lot about at the beginning of the year. And uh, we just kept working on them. We kept believing in them. We kept talking. You know, you can only do it probably with this mature group of kids because there are going to be failures. There are going to be times in the game where stuff doesn't work and you ask them to stick with it and believe. And, you know, uh, we did that all year long and got enough big wins uh, along the way. that we just we just kept refining what we're doing and figuring out what we're doing. Did a lot of asking of questions. Uh, I told a lot of different coaches, talked to a lot of different people, watched a lot of different types of basketball. Um, you know, pick Bob Lovell's brain for an hour after his show one night. It, you know, oh, that's wow. what he used to do is get up and down the floor and those types of things. So, um, it's been quite the same. Uh, we knew we had to do it though. There's just, we saw this summer um, that there's just no way to uh, hold down one or two guys and you think that that's going to be enough. Yeah. And uh, I mean, because these 3A, 4A teams all have four, five, six, seven, eight guys that can all play basketball. And, you know, it's just not what you face in 1A, 2A all the time. And, 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 and uh, so we knew we were going to have to score some more points. And Dal, I, you know, Josh talked about this a little bit last week when he was talking about about North Davies stepping up and playing 3A, and he mentioned when he was at Vincennes, uh, Jerry Memering would come and talk to his teams. And, you know, Vincennes going to the state finals, Jerry Memering playing at IU. And, and, mm-hmm. and Josh made this point last week, and I, I'd never really thought about it like that. But he said, you know, since class basketball, if you're a 3A school – and you're winning a 3A sectional, it's not like just winning the sectional back in the old days. It's almost like going to the Sweet 16 oh, wow. because yeah. of the teams you're playing. Yeah. And, and that yeah. kind of put it in a new light for me. You know, talk about yeah. last week, you know, not not just that that quote from a, from a former IU player, but, you know, you had no gimmies last week at all. That's right. I mean, I think That's you were right. favored in all three games, but there was a, a scenario in each of those games where if you guys don't bring it, you go home. Well, I tell you, it, I, it, I, I think Dow will agree with this. I mean, we have a lot of fun with Gene Miller on this show. There's no question. That team was playing really good basketball. Yeah. And yep. what the North Davies Cougars defense did to them. Yeah, just com- took him out was of everything. As good a defensive performance as I've seen. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate it, and our kids appreciate it, and that's what we've always prided ourselves on. You know, I'm not saying that we threw everything out the window. You know, I mean, we still have our principles and our, our guidelines that we go with, but you're exactly right. You know, I when describing the 3A sectional, I, I said all year, we know every single team in that sectional has a chance to beat us. We, we know that. And uh, you got to show up and play every single night. So, but again, you know, we we looked at we looked ahead. Uh, our guru John Mullen, uh, <laughs> with the schedule and the teams that we played, we were ready to go last week. You know, there wasn't anything that we hadn't seen. There wasn't any type of athlete that we hadn't seen. Uh, wasn't any approach that we hadn't seen all year long. And uh, we had big, been in big venues like the Hatchet House all year long. And uh, our kids have been in that type of atmosphere uh, all through last year. And, Mike, you know this. Uh, I've seen so many Barry teams after the year they go to the state. They're so hard to beat because of that experience yeah. uh, that that tournament run gives you. And uh, so, you know, we just went out and acted like we have all year. And uh, like I said, we, you're supposed to be playing the best basketball of the year in March. And, that's exactly what we're doing. And and I think, coach, you got you got to give your guys and you know if you're going to grade them, you got to give them an A, because and, and we talked about this with John a couple of weeks ago, like you know you were the game that everybody circled first this year. Yeah. You, you, you're getting everybody's yeah. best shot. And and I don't you know I'll let you answer all this together. But talking to Coach Rohr the other night, he he said, you know when I when I was watching that Bar Eve game, he said he he said he felt like he he said, do you think you guys bar, being Bar Eve, he said. Did you play your best half of the season that first half? I said, yeah, I, I think we did. And and yeah. he said, the thing that impresses me the most about North Davies is they never get rattled. They always yep. play at the speed they want to play at, and you can't speed them up and you can't slow them down. Talk a little bit about not only being you know public enemy number one, knowing you're going to get everybody's best shot, but also <laughs> at, North, at North Davies where, you know, historically you've got Lagoda, you've got Barre, and then you got North Davies somewhere down the line yeah. where you become everybody's, you know, the, the game that everybody circles first. Well, again, you guys are uh, – you guys make me feel awful good, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge compliment. And, Mike, you know – you know where we were back in I, 2000. I remember. I, I, hey, we're going to talk honestly. I remember going to a, 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 a small gathering at your house when we clinched when we clinched a winning season on a Thursday night against North Central of Farmersburg, thanks to an Adnan to hair call. Sure, but, but carry on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's exactly right. But uh, well, that's that's how we designed our team. We wanted to be the type of team that teams that. We're not our equal this year. We wanted, you know, we played the 1A, 2A slowdown game. For 22 years, we, we were the ones who mostly did that uh, out of necessity. We wanted to make sure no one could do that to us this year. Oh, so that yeah. was part of the plan. Uh, the second part of the plan was, you know, when you, when you get in tight ball games and, and you get down to where you got to execute, we felt like we had been in that situation as well. So, you know, we're well covered on both ends. We're really confident. Uh, but we, again, we understand Gibson Southern can walk in that gym on Saturday and beat us um, by by just being the, the team they are. So um, we know we got to play well. Uh, we don't fear anyone. We respect everyone. And uh, we'll be there to play on Saturday. How much difference, Coach, is the uh, 
the three and nine Gibson Southern team, or the zero oh and six Gibson Southern team, and the oh the eight and one Gibson Southern team that finished the year? Uh, no use, probably even watching before, you know, before that that run started. Uh, yeah. You know, Mark's done a tremendous job and always has, and I know Mark going way way back, and he started at Bar Reed as a player, and you know the the background that he has and um, the the pedigree that he has as a coach, in, especially in tournament time. He's got his kids ready, playing their best at the right time. Everybody goes through that. Um, some It just takes a little longer. I think he had a couple guys that probably played football or maybe a bunch of them. That takes a while to get those guys yeah. incorporated in what you're doing. Yeah, if only and, you knew uh, anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's like, uh, I don't know, they're like 10-2 and two or something in their last 12 games. So, that's who they are. Is the ten and two team, and uh, they're they're a really nice basketball team. Got a lot of athletes, and uh, they're led by a, a really good coach. So again, we know they can beat us on Saturday. We have to come to play. You guys are like one step away from having a movie made about you right now. You know what I mean? The change in the styles and who plays Dow in that's that movie? My, that was going to be my next George, question. Who plays it? George Clooney plays Dow. Everybody knows that. George Clooney uh, is Brent Dalrymple. Yeah, I, I can't participate in any of this. <laughs> just no way, huh? No, you're just uh, nobody even said it. Uh, we are so we are so head down, nose to the grind. That's that's all it is. Well, I tell you, that was a great atmosphere this week, and I know you're going to walk into another one on uh, on Saturday night. So, well, hey, before we, we 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 let coach go do other important things like try to win the regional. This isn't important. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, now, what, what's it like to th- this new regional format? Oh, you, good you, you you enter you uh, out on it. it, it it's kind of uh, man. Saturday Saturday's just. I think everybody, it's it's high school basketball. Everybody's looking forward to it. But, man, it's just kind of weird. And without saying any names, because but every coach I've asked has not been wild about it. Yeah. I just, I, I believe a couple things. And and this is just as a coach, again, this is, this is in by, by no means looking ahead or anything. But you've got to look at both weekends when you're talking about this, this change. And for the team that makes it to the semi-stage, to have to play two games in one day oh to be able to advance to the most important game of your entire life, I think it's I think it's just wrong. Two games so against just, regional winners, right? Yeah, just flat wrong. Because there are there are sectional there are teams at regional who maybe don't deserve to be there coming out of a weak sure, section. Sure, sure, right, right. But That's now right. now everyone deserves to be there. That's exactly right. And you know, there's um, to go along with that. I think there's going to be a lot more mysteriousness about teams um you know today's day and age you can get all this film and stuff but you still got to watch all of it you know going into that semi-state you'd be playing three teams you've never even heard of yeah. you know throughout the state where usually that regional is at least an area regional where you probably played some of those teams or you've at least seen them uh throughout the season so the unfamiliarity along with playing your most important game of the year, the final game of the semi-state to go to state on three hours rest, it's just, it's not right. No. So, but if we know, you know, I mean, it's, we lost a lot of money during COVID and it's going to carry some teams forward the next week. There it is. <laughs> that's, a, that's, you know, you're going to sell tickets to uh, extra schools and 
I saw where Jenny's County sold 1,900 tickets wow. for the regional. I'm like, how many will they sell for this in my yeah. state? Well, and that, that's not just the regional. Now, you know this. Those are pre-sale tickets. It's not the average fan who's yeah. just going and walking up. And, and, and I, when I was talking to John about a couple of things, he mentioned, you know, we, the Cougars got 800, and then they went back and got 800 more. And I yeah. said, well, you can double that. Like, like you know, it, yeah. it, I, I, just, I think it's potentially going to be a sea of orange. But I also, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on, on, on the so regional semester. I don't. I think my math is right. I think you're taking 16 extra teams, north and south, 1A through 4A, to the semi an extra week. So yeah. 16 times 15 bucks a ticket. That's a lot of money. Well, if it's any consolation, I made tons of money betting Russian ping pong during the <laughs> pandemic. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, got, I got into. Uh, into the marble race. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, you've got the full support of the greatest podcast we've decided in the United States. The Voodoo Children now, Podcast. I <laughs> well, hey, no, all joking aside, good luck, pal, and uh, I'll be calling the game, and we'll, we'll be talking to you in victory just like we did last week. Okay. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me yeah, on. Good luck now. We'll support. catch you on Saturday, good man. Good luck. We'll see you Saturday. Thank you. Okay, Coach, yeah, thanks. Bye. All right. Coach Brent Dalrymple is ready to go. He, he, he talked, you know, I was started to ask him and kind of moved on to other things. And maybe he got into it with you, Todd. When he's, I mean, he's talked several times about the changes they made and taught things differently than he ever taught. What, do you have any idea what the biggest change did he get into they, specifics? They're just up and down more. Yeah. They're faster. They're, well, the fact is they've got a, uh, kids who are athletic. Not just big, or not just shooters, or mm -hmm. not just. And in Class A, if you're athletic, you're probably not that good of a shooter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're if you are a shooter, you know, then you're just kind of a dumpy kid. I, I um, the thing I'll, I'll give him credit for is, and he mentioned after 22 years for, to to go in and completely. I'm not going to say overhaul your style because they may go right back to doing next year what they've done yeah, before. Right. But man, it's hard to break out of your identity like Herb that. Brooks. And yeah, and her Brooks. And 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 for them to say we're going to play all of these people, we're going to be willing to go faster. Uh, you know, uh, kids got to buy into it. Changing, buy cha into changing it. your identity kind of kind of midstream is is uh, uh, you know, kudos, hats off. It's but, it's pretty impressive. Like he said, he had the squad to do it. Yep. You got experience and you got know-how. Well, I don't think there's any better way to uh, to <laughs> navigate um, to maneuver between Coach Dalrymple and Coach War than uh, Wyatt's restaurant review. I can't think of any better buffer. Than I'm that. gonna guess four chicken legs. Well, you you don't have to guess. We're gonna listen to it okay. right now. This is Wyatt's restaurant review, the Golden Corral in Bedford, Indiana. now up for the third installment of the popular segment Wyatt's Restaurant Review. Wyatt, how are you today? Brian, I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, it's good to talk to you now. Everybody's been anticipating the third edition of Wyatt's Restaurant Review. Who are we going to talk about today? The Golden Corral and Bedford. It's really good. All right. So now if you've listened to the, the first two, we did the Login in Evansville. Then we did Buffaloes yep. in Bloomington. Now we're headed to Bedford, the Golden Crowd. Why you get around? You eat some, at some restaurants, don't you? Oh yeah, 
Okay, so let's talk. What did we have at the Golden Corral in Bedford, Indiana? So I had so I had all kinds of stuff. I had ham, eggs, pizza, spaghetti. Oh my. Their their dinner rolls are out of this world. I mean, you can't go wrong with them. So you start off with breakfast food and then you moved right into lunch. <laughs> yep. Awesome. All right, so we've got all that. Anything else that, that you had? I had a bowl, I had a little thing of jello and that was it. Okay. All right. Now what color jello are we talking? A red. Red jello. Okay. All right. So then now listen, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that you had Diet Mountain Dew. They don't have they don't have uh, Pepsi products there. They have Coke products. Uh oh. Does is now does that does that get them a chicken leg mark down at all or? Oh no, I like Diet Coke too. See, I, okay. I, I, can go for, I like whatever a restaurant has really. Okay. Well, the first two installments, you were you were definitely Diet Mountain Dew. So I was afraid that might that might knock them down a chicken leg. No, no, no. Okay. Well, here we go. Drum roll, please. Wyatt Stone from one chicken leg being the worst to four chicken legs being the best. How do you rate the Golden Corral in Bedford, Indiana? Uh, four. Give it another four chicken legs. Four chicken legs for the Golden Corral in Bedford. All right. That's been another edition of Wyatt's Restaurant Review. Well, you were right, Nico. Four chicken legs. Four chicken legs for the Golden Corral. White's a ham guy, but he can appreciate a good chicken leg, and that's my guy. Heard yeah. heard White on the radio the other day. So, yeah, I I, I think he's on TV too. Oh, I I, I, he, I haven't seen. I think I saw a TV commercial. Good for our buddy right there. Yeah, so, so Wyatt, I you know I, I hope that we don't have to. We're already in negotiations with the Voodoo Children. If we have to start negotiating with Wyatt and his people, we're in yeah, trouble. Like I said. Every time you say voodoo children, and I think about that, I'm just happier. I'm, 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 I'm exponentially happier. Now, I can't wait to hear them. When do they start? I need to talk to these guys. They've already well, started. They've I'm going, started, I'm going to send you some of their old links. They've started, but they... In the old days... We're upgrading their equipment, and we, we've got to get these guys in, under the impulse fold. Yeah, and, and in the old days, every podcast they had was exactly 15 minutes long. Well, you, do you know Why? Because I'm going to guess that's the maximum amount it of is, You're exactly <laughs> right. So what I have offered, while my son is home, he's kind of sitting in with them a little bit, I have offered for them. So if, you, if you're listening to this and you see something crazy pop up on the B3 feed, what I have offered them is to come in, Me use our equipment, do a, re- put on a, uh, do a real podcast, and then we will put it as a special bonus feature on the B3 feed and then you know i'm hoping that'll that'll lead that, into that'll, big that'll yeah, be enough that'll, yeah that'll be enough so anyway you know, um, it's like it's like a star is born any one of a star is born and we are chris christopherson or uh, uh lady gaga no they're well, that's lady the, gaga that's, that's the difference they're on the way up we're, we're on, on the, the way, way down. down oh and we boy are we on the way down but what will bring us back up is an interview with coach mark Rohr from the gibson southern titans so we'll have that right now and then we'll be back and deco is going to unleash and joining us now on the b3 podcast he's a first time guest he is uh a friend of the show even with his first time guest um status he is a 2007 bar reeve graduate 
He is a state runner-up as a point guard for the Vikings. He is now a four-time sectional champion at three different schools. And while I'm sitting in my basement and my daughter, Dylan, is working on her Lisa Dunchin art project, the phone <laughs> rings and she says, oh, Dad, it's March Roar. Coach Mark Roar, welcome to the B3 Podcast. How are you, my yep. friend? Appreciate you having me on and uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, about 72 hours ago was pretty good for, for us and Gibson Southern basketball. So um, I said to our coaches today, when we're you know doing our warm up shooting stuff and practice, man, there's just there's just something about regional week practice that is just a, a little extra special. It, so, it, yeah, you, you you glide on air. It's it, there's not a day where it's like where it's like a job to come to the gym for anybody. I don't think I would right. I would suspect. No, no, that's right. Now the only thing is, you know, this is this is um, this is cutting into my you know kind of routine in terms of you know once the basketball season's over. Um, all right, well, maybe I should eat a little bit better. Maybe I should take care of my body a little bit better. Maybe I should actually go to the gym and work out myself a little bit instead of just watching players. Well, after all the meals that we're getting bought and we're getting comp this week, I, I may need a like, I may need like, um, about a month and a half worth of, I usually go like a two week thing. So yeah, that, that's the other side of it. I said to our coach, you know, we've got everybody and and their mother trying to buy us, you know, a meal right now. And well, we're taking advantage of it. But I, I told everybody, hey, Thursday, Friday, I want it to be normal. So by Thursday and Friday, we'll uh, we'll try and just be in a normal routine. But no, you can't. I mean, the, 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 the last, you know, three, four days have just been spectacular. And these boys are enjoying it. And um, it's just a really, really, really enjoyable time for them and for the community. Well, m- might I suggest, uh, you know, when you're, you can make some more frequent trips home to your mom and dad's place there on Sportsman's Road. Just yeah. a mile down the road, you've got the Susan Ramsey Fitness Gym, and you could come up, you could get workouts in, you could do CrossFit, and, and yeah. maybe burn off some of these uh, postseason LBs. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind here. Are they one of your sponsors then? So, yeah, no, I, no yeah, we'll, we'll have, I'll figure something out here. Whenever this, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, so, so anyway, coach, you, you talked about the last 72 hours, but I, I would think it'd be more than that because it, it just seemed like you guys really, uh, put it all together at the right time dur- during the whole tournament. And, you know, you know, I'm a fan and a friend and, and, uh, I wouldn't have had you as a favorite going in, but I think you were in the category where I, I, I maybe even told our friend Jeff Doyle, I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Gibson Southern won this thing. Yeah. But what I was surprised about were a couple of the scores. Talk about how you played in some of those in some of those performances. Well, and you know, we we don't have a real we don't have a real sexy record. You know, 13 12, my my seven year old finally when he we were talking yesterday, he asked what our record was and um, I told him thirteen and twelve, he said, Well, finally dad, you've got more wins than losses. So our season kind of consisted of the good, the bad and the ugly, only in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the start was just, it was tough. And we, we had some injuries. Our best player was hurt and he was a senior. He's a tough kid and he just didn't want to miss any games this senior year. So we, we played him at about 50 or 60% in December. He took a little bit of time off and I thought kind of like mid January, he finally got going and 
that January, we just kind of survived. We were, you know, up and down and 500 record, but had some really good wins and had some others that were just, you know, a little bit, little bit frustrating. But um, we, we really turned the corner in February. I thought from like our Washington game on, um, and there was the one, the one game against Vincennes that they, they kind of snuck up on us and got us. And um, that was the unique situation because our girls had won. They were playing semi-state. So we had to move that game to a different date. And not to make excuses, we just – we didn't play well, and they played really well. So, so outside of that, we had a just really tremendous end of January and through February. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd be the first to say it too. The draw was pretty nice for us getting the bye. And we got to watch the Evansville teams kind of beat up on each other and – um, you know, so some things kind of went our way, but at the end of the day, like you said it, you still got to, you got to play the games and those margins, the, the second quarter margin against modern day, after they had just beaten bossy on Tuesday night, they had taken care of business against Memorial Friday night. And for us to outscore them 20 to two in the second quarter Saturday, I, I'm just not sure I could have dreamt that one. You know, you I always like to use the, hey, if you played this team 10 times, right? what would be the result? How many times would you win? How many times would you win big? How many times would they win big? I don't know if I would have said, because I, I have a lot of respect for modern day. The football team had won the state championship this year. They, most of these guys are, you know, kind of seasoned vets in terms of football and basketball, and they'd had a really, really good week. I, if, if you said, hey, 10 times you play Meyer Day, you think you're going to beat them by 21 of those times? I said, absolutely not. Now, again, I, I, I liked our chances. I thought we were, we were playing the best, you know, or playing our best and peaking at the right time. But, um, man, things just really came together for us down the stretch, but especially in, in this past weekend in terms of playing. Everybody wants to play their best in March, and that was, that was no joke in terms of what we did and, uh, really on both ends of the court. Well, and then talk about uh, your Friday night game against Boonville. You start well. Uh, you jump out to nearly a double-figure lead in the first quarter. Uh, middle quarters are kind of, uh, you know, I wouldn't say hit and miss, but, you you know, you're still holding a lead, and then, boom, I'm going to guess you kind of spread them out, outscored them in the fourth quarter and pulled away to that 66-55 win. You know, talk about Friday night because Boonville is, is, is one of those teams um, in southern Indiana where, where it just seems like, you know, they came in with a, with a winning record, but they had had some really solid wins during the season. Yeah. And it's if, on their home if floor. Took, if you took away, they had a four-game losing streak um, in January because we were included in that. But if, if you took away that four-game losing streak they had, I thought they were one of, like, towards the top of our conference. They were the only team in the regular season that beat South Spencer who they got, you know, they got beaten by North Posey in the sectional. But um, Boonville had a really nice season. They had five guys that could all put it in the bucket. They were, you know, four of them being seniors and them playing on their home court. I thought they played pretty well Tuesday night against Mount Vernon. Um, I don't remember. I, I got to think back. One of the officials, as the second half started um, against Boonville, because you said it, we got up to a really nice first quarter start. That second quarter, what I said to one of the officials was, it's a good thing that some of those threes they were shooting from Newburgh don't count as four. <laughs> because they were just launching and making them. And we, we, we play a, 
our defense has has just really turned a corner after we made some adjustments in our lineup and kind of in terms of playing time and stuff over the in, in February we didn't give up over 40 I think like seven or 48 maybe and um man, we we were so good the first quarter and then I, I, they're just what we go out and we extended our defense and they're still making them from 35 feet and so they play they they had a group of seniors that were not done and um, we made some huge plays in the third quarter. And you said, that, like, we kind of – we probably started killing clock a little bit early in the fourth, but we made enough free throws and we got to the bucket, made some layups, and did what we needed to do defensively. And it was it was honestly one of our, our better performances of the season because they had two guys that got 20 each and just kind of backpacked them a little bit. But our guys were up for the championship and had a really nice performance. So, obviously, sectional champions and, and – you know, I, I I didn't say this. Well, I said it to you when we were texting earlier today, and I, I said, you know, I, I think you're a year ahead of schedule. And I wasn't talking about necessarily your senior class, but I was just talking about the program in general because, I, like I said, I think it's, it's not a secret that Gibson Southern has kids coming. But, you know, before we get on to North Davies, you know, I'm looking up and down your lineup, and, and, and you have, you've got some, some seniors who, who really have meant a lot to your your squad coming down the come down the stretch of the season. Talk about those guys for just a second. Yeah, so Jackson Lamb, he he's a special one. Like he, um, it's hard for me to not kind of get choked up every time I talk about him. To be quite honest, because he's been through a lot. Um, his mom was a fifteen hundred point scorer at USI. She played at North Knox, uh, Casey Hughes, and um, she passed away kind of tragically about six years ago. And he's got three younger brothers that he does a lot for and. His dad does such an amazing job with those kids. And um, I've just become, I'm, I'm just really, really close with them. And um, Jax is one that he's been on the wrong end of some of my locker room conversations that we've had this <laughs> year. Um, I have really high expectations for him. He has really high expectations for himself. And he just had an up and down season. A lot of that had to do with his injury. He, he we thought he was going to be out for about two or three months after our scrimmage. Then we kind of dodged the bullet. He was only out for about three or four. And then he just wasn't a hundred percent for a long time. But whenever he goes, he, I, I've said it all year. I, I think after Trent Sicily, he's the best guard. Like he's the best player in the conference, probably the best guard in the conference. And there are some really, really good ones in the PAC. And uh, when he goes, I, I mean, I, I was sending some text messages today. Some of my, you know, the former Bar-Eve, um guys from, <laughs> and I, you know, I run a little bit of the, I run my own stuff, and um, but I run a little bit of what Brian ran back in, you know, those those times. And there's one staple play, you know, the Bar-Eve Eleven series, and um, you know, we we ran that in, in our in our championship game at one point, and he caught it at the top. They did a great job on him covering it. And he jab stepped and launched it from about the volleyball line and swished it. And I said, "Hey, Ethan, you know, Ethan Nepp, um, would I, you have ever even dreamt of shooting this shot?" Um, and the answer was no. And I, so, uh, you know, I'm, coach, I, I have to cut in. Saturday night, I'm watching North Davies play in the uh, championship game against Washington, and I'm just helping out on press row. And you know, North Davies is you know playing playing their zone defense and and. You know, it's no secret. We can talk about it. Jalen Mullen was a Bar-Eve Viking for a while. And I remember when Jalen moved to Bar-Eve, the first set, because teams zoned our little guys all the time that we put in at Bar-Eve, 
and you know it from the back, like the back of your hand, was, yep. was Louie. And, yeah. <laughs> well, Washington tried to run Louie. No, 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 scratch that. This was Pike Central on Tuesday night. Pike Central, or on Wednesday night, Pike Central tried to run Louie. And Jalen goes from the top guard position I remember, so, yep, I to remember the lob that. position, which I'm sure you've already seen, and just snatches the ball out of the air. And, and somebody snicks me and said, how did they learn? I said, Jalen has ran that play since the fifth grade. So to hear you talk about some of this stuff you're running now, yeah. talking about it with some of the old Bar-Eve guys, that, that's just awesome to hear. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so anyways, you know, so back to Jackson, he, he's just he, – he really can score it at all three levels. But, um, you know, kind of the term that I've used for him is there's a lot of guys that have the green light. He doesn't. His is neon green. And so he – I try to feed him with confidence. We have – like I said, we have other conversations behind closed doors. But um, I try to feed him with as much confidence as I can because – when he goes, he is he is really, really hard to cover. And um, that makes us, I feel like, a really dangerous team. And then, you know, the, the, you know, we've got it's not just him. We've got two other guards that are seniors that Cole McKee, he's another one. It's hard to talk about some of these things without getting a little choked up. He was so this was the year before I got to Gibson Southern. He was their leading scorer as a sophomore. Um, that was the COVID year. Gibson only played like 16 games that year. There's just obviously a lot of funky things that happened. And, but he was their leading scorer as a sophomore. He had a really good summer, the summer that I got here. And then in football, week seven of his junior year, he hurt his collarbone. And it was one where they didn't know if he was going to be allowed to play any kind of physical sports again because his collarbone had moved to over his jugular. And they oh, basically my. You got hit in the wrong spot, you, you, just, you could just die instantly. And so they had to go to a lot of different doctors, a lot of different places, and it kind of took this suction cup type of thing, if you can imagine that, and they just moved it back to where they said, okay, I think we're going to allow you to play now. And that was really like that was in the spring. And so he went about a four-month stretch that he didn't think he was ever going to play sports again. And so for him to come back, and he got off to a slow start as well, and a lot of that I think was chalked up to – he missed an entire 365 days of sports, uh, basically. Wow. And he's since basically our Washington game. He had 27 assists against Washington. He's just really transformed himself into one of the better league guards or point guards that I've coached. And in the championship game the other night, he had 24 points. He had six threes. He had uh, five assists. And he just he's guarding the other team's best day. He's going to be – he'll have the challenge of guarding Jalen Mullen and um, he's just, he's been something special over the last about five or six weeks. And you see that out of seniors, especially seniors that have gone through adversity. Like, you know, you talk about those two. And then Ethan Spindler's kind of been our X factor this year. There's been games that either keep us in games because of how he played or, um, when we had another one of the guards playing well, they, we beat some teams that were pretty good. Um, we, we just had Mike, we, we had not had a single game where our three guards all played well together. It was, it was a lot of games with two or a lot of games with one. And Spin had – he finished 10th in the state this last year in high jump. So he's 6'2", state high jumper. He'll probably finish in the top five this year. But he, is, he can really go offensively. And um, when he's good like he was this weekend, he had 15 in uh, the Friday game, and then he had, I think, 12 in the Saturday game. Um, that bring – you know – 
you, you can't just key on one of those other two then even because you've got the third. And so our two bigs, we switched our lineup up around and um, we start two six fours. And honestly, one of them, he just keeps growing, which is not a bad thing. He's maybe <laughs> pushing about six five or six six. He kind of looks like the Stickles kid, to be quite honest. And, um, you know, those two, I think on Saturday night, they combined for like 20 rebounds. Um, the Wonderlit kid at Modern Day who just – had dominated Bossy and Memorial, but he had a combined three points against this Saturday. So those are like your, you know, when you got three guards that are going and then you get these other two guys that just do the dirty work, they make layups, they rebound like crazy, they play good defense. It's just, it's it's a really nice mix of our starting lineup. And um, we bring the, we've got a younger lamb, Jackson's younger brother is a sophomore. We bring him off the bench first. And we started, he played some JV this year at the start and even middle of the season. And, um about game 18 i think is when we said he finally graduated um and he's so he's been with the varsity primarily since then and that that dude just takes us to another level too he had eight eight points friday night and zero assists he had he didn't actually shoot a shot on saturday but he had four assists and no turnovers off the bench saturday in our in the finals and he's actually he'll he'll be taxed as uh, um as number two um to guard Jalen on, on Saturday if we need him to for Cole some. So we have Garrett Reed off the bench as well, which, you know, Scott is Scott was in that area. His dad was the AD at um, Ligoti for a little while when John Mullen was there. So there's kind of a little backstory there with, you know, um, Jalen and, and Garrett Reed are, are the same age, and they kind of grew up together a little bit until about the second grade when Scott came back down here. So, um, you know, we bring G off the bench as well, and, he just has – he's a competitor, man. He's a senior that played a lot of ball. He's going to go to VU for baseball. Baseball's his number one. But we've got a lot of guys – you know, we, all of our guys are multi-sport guys. They're competitors. They've been part of football success. They've um, won a lot of – you know, they won a lot of little kids tournaments growing up, and they won some freshman and JV games. And so now for them to get this varsity success, it is, it's really rewarding for them. Let's move on to North Davies for a second. Um you know, obviously, I, I know you've probably followed kind of from afar this year. I think a lot of people down in your area and, and anywhere probably expected them to win the sectional. So you knew that that was, would be a potential tournament team. But also you got the Davies County thing, you know, going on sure. where, oh, yeah. where, where you're always going to keep an eye on, on not just your alma mater, but your rivals as well, whether it be Lagoda or North Davies. But what have, what have you seen, Coach? What were your perceptions? What are your perceptions of the Cougs right now. Well, and I know that I know coach Dalrymple and some of the things they've said, they take, he even said, you know, it's kind of self-aware. They've taken some grief um, for some things in you know, the last year. Here's my thing. What he's, I, I still remember, you know, hearing this social media and stuff. He said something about at the beginning of the season that they play grown man basketball. They've got six seniors. They're all 18 years or older. Um, and we do, I, I kind of looked it up whenever he said that we, We've got five seniors that are 18 years or older as well. But, you know, he said that comment, and when you watch them, that is 100% accurate. They, they, they're playing like – they're playing chess when most teams are playing checkers. And <laughs> that is – I mean, I feel like that's, that's the ultimate respect and compliment I can give because these guys, they're obviously talented as well, but they play with such composure. They play with such maturity. They are physically very imposing. Um, they're, they're just, they're such a complete basketball team. And so 
Um, we think that there's some things that we can do that, you know, every game I watch, I think to myself, okay, what's something that we could do to make them uncomfortable? And there's just, there's really not that much. Teams have given, they've had a bullseye on their back all year, and teams have just not, teams have played them close at times, and obviously there's been some really, really good teams that have beat them, but they're just, they're almost unflappable in terms of like their composure. They, they don't get sped up. They don't get rushed. They don't make mistakes. They, um, you know, how can we make them uncomfortable type of thing? We, we're going to just try and do what we do and do it a little bit better than we did it last week and hope we make some more shots like we did last week consistently. And, uh, but, man, they, they're really impressive, really impressive. I've, I've been impressed with, you know, and like you said, it being close or being, you know, from Davies County, you kind of see them from afar. But we played them two years ago when these guys were sophomores and I was at Southridge. Now, we didn't have Colson Montgomery um, in that game. He, he was out for six games. With I, I don't think that would have really mattered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we actually played them kind of tight. Now, I slowed it down, which usually a lot of times North Dave kind of smelled those, the, the reputation of slowing it down. But right. We kind of slowed down that, that day. And um, here's my thing. I've, I've said that it takes a really special player to when you get the hype and the accolades and the, the being a really good freshman, sophomore player like Jalen was, I think sometimes kids get content. Sometimes they just don't work to get a whole lot better. He, watching him on film over the last few days compared to what I remembered from his sophomore year, he was a great player as a sophomore. Right. He, he such a, I've been impressed with how vertical he is this year, where his sophomore year he had great speed, great change of direction, good ball handling and moves. Him just being vertical on some of his shots, some of his rebounds, some of his the deflections he gets in their zone. He he's really he's really improved his game. I've been impressed with that um, this season. The Wilson twins, they just they, again they they just get what they want. I mean, they 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 play like you know you go up to to Donut Hill and <laughs> at 24, 25 year old guys playing that were really good players in high school, but now they are, they're grown men and they're playing to get, they just get what they want. That, that's what those two do. They, they just get what they want. And um, they're really, they're really good about doing that. And then, um, you know, the Stickles kids, the, I guess they call them sticks and bones, right? So yeah. sticks. It's, I, it's one of the best, better nicknames I've ever heard in high school basketball. I agree. I agree. Whenever I mark our stuff in film, I did not call them by their first name. I put sticks and bones for our kids. <laughs> to read up on so you know those two they they just complement so well and then i'll be honest the, the brower kid he he may not score a ton but he just brings them another threat another dimension in terms of you know, now you've got at times four guys that throw it into in the park and so um yeah I, i've been impressed i i you know like you said watched him from afar this year and you know you hear things talk to people about who the better teams are in the area. And now that I've studied them for the last 72 hours or so, that it's, it's true. I mean, they, they really are. And so it's a really tall task for us. And I think, I, I think our guys, um, you know, there's a little intimidation factor, I think with some of the area teams and where people may not admit that maybe, maybe not intimidation factor so much, but it's more of like, let's just be real. People wanted to beat them so badly that they just got out of their game. They, they right. just mentally couldn't keep themselves composed at the level that North Davis does. 
I think our guys are kind of naive to that. So, like, our guys are very aware, and we've made them very aware, you know, today in film, and we'll do some more tomorrow, that this is – their ranking is legit. But I think our guys are also a little, you know, naive to maybe the noise that has gone on up there and stuff. And um, so we're just, you know, we're just showing up to play a game. And it's a huge, huge game for both teams, both programs, both communities. But, um, you know, it's one that we're excited about being a part of. And we're going to see if we can compete for 32 minutes and um, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, Talking more about North Davies. You know, obviously, you and Coach Dow have a history um, in the tournament together when you were at South Knox. Is this a different type of team that you're going to have to prepare for? I, you know, I know, you know, you talked about Coach Hughes for just a second ago. I mean, for 20 years, people prepared for Barreve almost the same way. Take you out of sets, you know. Yeah. It, is, is, is this a different type of preparation for North Davies, you know, then versus now? Well, I mean, obviously the personnel is much different and, um, you know, there's, I guess there's a little bit of some differences when, um, I think in, in 2018, that's the time that we played them in the tournament. We had a really, really nice tournament semifinal game against them where we, we played really well. We had beaten Linton, who I think was ranked third or fourth on Tuesday night, um, in the opening game of sectional. And I, I think, you know, on paper that year, we, South Knox was the favorite. And so maybe there's some things that you think about when you're the favorite. Well, what are they going to try that's a little bit different? What are they going to try that, you know, whether, you know, we, we kind of thought they would just hold the ball against us. And they actually got up six nothing. And I was, I remember thinking, I'm terrified right now. This is awful. <laughs> it might be six to two at halftime. And, um, you know, so there's, there's some, some mind, I don't know, mind games is not the right word, but just as you try to prepare for everything. I talk to our guys about you don't want to call it the what if game, but you call it the we need to be prepared for every situation game. That's a long game, but that that's what we tell them a lot. And so I thought that year I was prepared for them to really, really slow it down and play methodical and different things like that, because, again, they were kind of the underdog to us. This year, it's kind of flipped, obviously, like on paper. Now, again, anybody that watches our two tournaments that we played Friday and Saturday night. We are, and I said this whenever we played Far Eve earlier in the year. I thought if you if you lined up the teams that were 0 and 6 in the state, it didn't matter if they were 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. When we were 0 and 6, I think we would have ran through everybody at that point. And I think now, if you line up, okay, you've got the sectional winners in 3A, you rank them, but only rank them on how they played Friday and Saturday night in the tournament. I'm not exactly sure where we'd be. But I don't think we'd be down like the Sagarin rankings have as 13 of the 16 left. I, I don't think we would be there. And so, um, again, on paper, records and different things like that, I think that they're the, you know, they're obviously going to be the heavy favorite. And, um, you know, we had an 11% chance to win our sectional going in, according to the great John Harrell and, and his, his percentages that he gives out. Heck, we got 20% now. Um, I've said it to our coaches. I make a lot of bets on FanDuel that are a lot longer. <laughs> off so, um, you know, we're going to, again, we, I don't know how much that we're going to take into account. I think it is a little more of they've done what they've done all year. Um, I'm going to guess that they're going to have some different wrinkles for us because they want to attack our personnel or they want to, um, you know, try certain things on defense against our personnel. But, um, it is a little bit different perspective from 
being the underdog against the, the, the one that's probably the favorite. We are the underdog in both of our games. Yeah. Um, Friday, Saturday. So our guys have kind of embraced that and enjoyed. And um, I think that gives them a little bit extra edge. And hopefully they do that again Saturday night. I'm not trying to walk you into one here before uh, before we get through with this coach. But uh, I'll go ahead and ask it. and You can answer it however you want. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk in our area. Uh, obviously, being being a Class A guy it didn't affect me even a little bit. Uh, but to talk about North Davies going up uh, in enrollment to 2A and then opting to go to 3A, and I think you know the, the narrative from every side. One side says we're going to challenge ourselves. We feel like it would be an awesome opportunity to play in a 3A sectional, hopefully at the Hatchet House. And then there's the other side who says, no, you just didn't want to play Linton in the tournament, and, and, and you took advantage of, 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 uh, of a loophole. So w- we've had you know both arguments. And I tell you what, I, I can say on Saturday night, you know, seeing, you know, that, that, that cougar crowd at the Hatchet House, I, I heard so many of them talk about, you know, how, how they were there for, how they, you know, they'd lost 20 times in a row, one and done, you know, in the old sectional at the Hatchet House. So I think it meant a lot, you know. So, so for some of them, I, I, think, I think it could probably be both. What, what, what do you think? What did you hear? And I know obviously it doesn't affect anything when the ball's thrown up on Saturday night. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, so um, Kevin Minky, who was, he was one of the head coach for years after Josh had left to, to go to Vincennes, and I've, he's on my staff now here, and um, he's a great guy, great family. Yeah, good, good, good um, man. Yes, yes, they got some, he's got some good boys coming up, and um, he said it to me on Saturday when we were driving back. What would this sectional then regional have been if North Davis had not opted to be the three, you know what I mean? Like you look at what our sectional was with the six and then there's with the seven. And so of the, what should have been in terms of enrollment were the one of the other 12 that are left. And I said, man, Kev, I, I had not really thought of like, you think of that. Like we thought of that whenever the alignment came out in the spring. Hey, like, welcome to our house for like the last Nine damn years, okay. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to welcome to the success factor, and yeah. you know teams yeah. moving up and down. Sorry yeah. about the language, but now I'm heated. Yeah, I know, I know. So yeah, so Kevin, you know, so we brought the. <laughs> I wonder, like the the what could have been, like maybe we would have been up in 31. Maybe Heritage Hills would have been in 32. Maybe we'd be prepping for one of those Evansville schools or a Boonville or a Heritage Hills or something. Like, you know, what could have been different? So, like, you know, we all, everybody plays those what-if games and everybody's got their um, opinions. And, um, you know, Lewis Murphy, I don't know, you're really close. <laughs> I don't know if you've been on the, the show yet, but Lewis calls them conspiracy theories and stuff. So, you know, there, there's it, it is what it is. And they, they did, I, I again, you know, I, I'm on social media. I know there's a lot of coaches that aren't. Um, I heard one of Dow saying, that, you know, like, they took care of themselves. And, and whenever you put it that way. How do you argue with that? You, you, can, you can make, I, I, almost, I almost said something that I shouldn't say um, word-wise, <laughs> but you can make everybody else mad at you. But if you think you did what's best, who, who is anybody else to say you're wrong for that? So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's been a big-time topic of discussion, and they have performed very, very well throughout the entire season with, again, giving them credit they, that their schedule was just it was it was incredible in terms of the teams that they played and um, I try to beat my schedule up as much as I can. My wife says that I need to stop it because 
Um, she's tired of hearing me complain about being 500 every once in a while, but I like to play the best. Um, sometimes whenever you have the guys that, that, you know, North Davis has this year, you're, you're really successful against them. And um, they, they've just been, regardless of class, throughout the season, extremely impressive. And um, again, we know we're going to have our hands full on, on Saturday, but they play the games for a reason and they don't just hand them the trophy by what the Sagarin rankings say. And, or, you know, the other AP rankings and different things like that. But we're going to do what we can for 32 minutes. We've got to do what we can over the next few days to make sure we're prepared for it. But we're going to do what we can for those 32 minutes to put ourselves in the best position we can. Are your Gibson Southern Titans, Coach, are they ready for the moment? Yeah, well, and that's – there are – here's another thing that Kevin Meeky and I discussed. As much as a coach – and I've – Mike, I've done this for a long time now. I know you probably remember some of the play. I know you mentioned the playing days. Um, this is year 11 for me. That seems that's it's flown by, but I guess I there, there's times I still feel like a little kid, but there's times when I'm like, man, I'm kind of this old coach now. I've, I've done it for 11 years, and um, I've seen it enough to realize as a coach, you can think, okay, I've done everything that I can to prepare him. I've done, I put in the best game plan possible. I think our first five sets that we're going to run on Saturday night are going to be perfect. Every single one's going to work. I don't think that we're, you know, we know everything they're doing. You can think all those things, but until the boys really get between the lines, you just don't know. Now, with that being said, you know, so in the sectional, they, they run the clay, they start the warmups at 20. They run it down straight to zero. The teams usually go back for at about the six minute mark and you come back out at the three minute mark. I, you know, so I did my two minute, you know, six to four minute mark thing. The boys went out and I texted my wife. I'm not sure I've seen a group. This was Friday night. I'm not sure I've ever seen a group that I feel more ready for this moment. And then Saturday night, like I sent it to her even before like the warmups. I've, they amazed me last night with their, their mindset and body language, composure. I didn't say all those things, but just, just you know, they amazed me last night with how I felt like we were ready. Tonight is an even different level. And she sent me good or bad, and I sent back amazing, and we performed like it. And so it's one of those things, you know, like, can, do I really know that going in? No. But the, the way that they, they were truly I, – I kind of predicted, like, they – they were ready Friday, Saturday night, and I had that vibe tonight when we met in practice and um, did some film stuff, and I hope that the next few days go the same. And, um, you know, we could go 0 for 20 from 3, and North Davis go 10 for 15, and it just doesn't matter. Um, but at the same time, I just I, I think that this group, for whatever reason, um, we've got some really tough-minded kids. We've got some kids that – um, they're just not ready for their senior years to be over. And we'll, we'll just, again, we'll just kind of see where the chips fall on, on Saturday night on how we, how we perform. Before we get off here, last thing, coach, are the Cubs going to win any freaking games this year? So here's what's going to happen. And this is another advantage of being in a little bit South. I don't know if you figured out a loophole around you know, some of the blackout games. Like uh, you, oh, I, <laughs> I've got MLB network passwords from far and wide. Exactly. And so there was one year, the COVID year, uh, I don't know if I should share this or not, but my home address was the Holman Center um, on my <laughs> Hulu account so that I could, I could get the Cubs marquee network. 
Um, <coughs> I am in the area where I'm far enough away from Chicago, wherever that there's some line, Mike, between Washington and South Gibson to where we are officially out of network. Oh no. I can get that MLB TV package for just the Cubs game. And last year, Kyle Brasher, him and I were on staff at bossy together. He is our girls coach here. Um, Amazing, amazing coach, amazing person. Great, great season. Chicago Cubs die hard. And I told him he got the, he gets the MLB TV package every year. I told him last year when the Cubs actually for the first few games were decent. I said, I am not getting that yet because they're trying to trick us into the, us thinking that they can hang around for a little while. I will, Mike, I'll probably do the same thing this year. I'm not going to buy that MLB TV package until about two weeks in. But if they're hanging around 500, I, I, I don't know what the plan is still. I'm a little biased. I wish they would have drafted Colson Montgomery, the pick before. Yes. Um, he was picked by the White Sox. But I'm, I'm still going to give him a chance. I'm going to give them about two weeks. And if they're hanging around after two weeks, I'll probably purchase that MLB TV package so I can watch them because they they do it to us every year, Mike. They, they, they reel us oh, in yeah. and then they crush our souls in about June or July. Yeah, so. and, 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 and somehow rehabilitate us by the next season. I mean, it's exactly. it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> really quick, for, you know, we're on that topic. My dad has – Jeff Rohr is – even whenever you – he is the ultimate traveler in terms of sporting events. Nobody not, is dominating retirement more than Jeff no, Roy. No, Jeff, Jeff Roy does not spend money on vehicles or buying a new house or doing anything else extravagant. He spends his money. He spends his time going to sporting events. He now has Illinois football and basketball season tickets. He has applied for Chicago Cubs season tickets for the past, who knows, I'd say – 20 or 30 years. I can't remember the exact timeline that he gave me. And he was accepted this year from finally being off the wait list to getting Cubs season tickets. Now this was, they did make, and you know, this was before the Dansby move. This was before a couple others are like, Oh, that kind of piques my interest. He sent the funniest email response that I have. And he's a funny guy. He spent, sent the funniest email response I've ever seen a person send to this poor gentleman who is the Cubs, you know, marketing ticket person that had sent it to him. He attached me to the email and he said, even if I would win the lottery, why in God's name would I want to spend my money to go watch this train wreck that's happening <laughs> up in Chicago? So, um, yeah, I, they, they realize it. And, and now if you ask him, he's, he's kind of excited. He's kind of intrigued. <laughs> well, he, he's, a, he's in the club now. He's in the club. Yeah. Everybody, everybody does that. So, well, closing thoughts, coach. Um, not really a whole lot. I mean, I this is a really unique. Here's the last thing, Mike. We could we could probably have another two hours on this if you wanted to. But I, I, this has been a really unique week for me than what's typical in the regional, right? Like with just having the one game. Because even if like you played the one game and it's like okay, let's start getting prepared for who we're playing first the next weekend. You can't do that. You can't. You know, you're not getting ready for three teams like it normally had been or you know in this case you can't get ready for all of the teams in the south that would be less if you know whichever team wins this weekend this has been a really unique like post-sectional week that you're usually just it is jam-packed and i kind of made myself for about 48 hours just do nothing but watch every single game that 
North Davis had played up to this point. I know I had texted you about it. I'm in the process right now. I'm organizing the clips that we're going to show the kids tomorrow. But you know what? I like. I may. I, I may like be able to take my wife out for dinner now Friday night and have like a little bit of some normalcy for a couple of days because it's just it's just one game. I'll probably you know sit up Thursday night and, and read about the, the the Cubs and the Bears you know with the first pick and I'll actually do some other things that's not just high school basketball only for you know a little bit. So yeah, this is this is just a really unique week compared to all the other whirlwinds that are normal right after the sectional in terms of prepping for the three. So, um, yep, we've just, we've been, we've been prepping on the Cougs and um, getting ready with our staff and players the best. Um, you know, by Friday, I might be kind of bored with that and just go have dinner. So. <laughs> that isn't bad. That isn't bad. Well, coach, Hey, best of luck this weekend. You've been awesome. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us and We'll see you Saturday at the Hatchet House, and, and uh, hey, there's a reason why we play these things. Anything can happen. That's right. All right, Coach, catch you Saturday. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Yep, catch you soon. Mark Rohr, he's got his team ready. They're, they're a completely different basketball team than what you and I saw a couple days after Christmas. Com not well, even the same. And even, I think, a couple days after Christmas, and then almost, like, I think it was six days later when Bar even gives us, like, I thought they'd made a big leap in that week. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting everybody back. And then I saw them again on film on a mutual opponent. And I'm like, you know, uh -uh. they're they're still on the on the climb. I mean, so well, well like and, and 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 that's the one thing I, I appreciate with Brent. He's not giving lip service to, to Gibson Southern. He he's concerned, yeah. they're worried, and, and they will treat them with, you know, every bit of dignity and respect that they deserve. North Davies will be ready. And it, I think it'll probably be good enough, but Gibson Southern's better than their record, and, and everybody in the county needs to understand I that. I think I looked. Harold's got, I think, by 9-ish, 12-ish, somewhere in that and, neighborhood. And, in case, and I don't know if you, if you made it all the way through Mark or if you skipped parts, but Mark basically, he, he's pretty adamant that it, uh, of the 16 3A sectional winners, they're not the 13th best no. 3A team. He said, if we go back to the last month, the last two weeks, and we re-rank everybody, we're much higher than that. And, and I don't think that's arrogance. I don't think that's confidence. I just think it's a fact. And he knows that beginning about Christmas break, and I, we walked, watched in and, you know, as kind of uh, uh, Scottsburg was dusting them off that day. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and from there to here is, is, is pretty and impressive. If you would have told me, because 24 hours later I was at Newcastle, with uh, North Davies on the Friday. I think it was a Thursday. We were at the, um, we, were, we were down there at the Toyota, correct? Yep. Yep. And if you would have told me that three of those teams were going to be at the regional, and it would be Scottsburg, North Davies, and uh, Gibson Southern. It gives Southern. I'd have said, yep, you're right on two of them. Two of them you're dead right on, and there's no way right. in hell. Yeah. Is Gibson Southern going to be there? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Do we want to make a prediction? I, I, I still like North Davies I, by double digits. Right. And, and I don't think that's I, you know, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll go all the way to double digits, but, but I think Mark Rohr talking about North Davies going at their pace the whole time and just not being rattled, being unflappable. Hey, um, you're talking 17, 18 year old kids. And well, and no, no, you're not, because everybody on the floor Saturday is going to be 18 or 19. Well, okay. and, and that's. 
Oh, that's not. That's, that's not, a really good. Point. No, it's 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 not a shot. It's that's, the, the yeah. these kids at North Davies, including like Austin Brower, who's these kids have played a lot of varsity basketball. They're seniors. They're old. But, but Mark says it on the interview. We're old too. We got five people who are eighteen or older who will be on the floor playing their old guys. But eventually, it comes down. That's to a this. great point. Kids have. Kids have good days. Kids have bad days, no, that, and you yeah. can never account for that. That's the truth, yeah. right there. Real quick, Lagodi, um, Coach Haywood. Um, we were going to have him on, but they moved his show to tonight, same night we're recording, so couldn't. But we'll catch up with him next week. I'm positive. Is there any you give Northeast Dubois? No uh, doubt in my mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't give. I mean. Listen, I don't want the Bloomfield situation where they're all well, mad at me, but I don't give them any and, chance. And that's my hot take this week. Yeah. And I I tried to cue you in, and I, as usual, I break any script in the Ooh. world. I mean, I know it's shocking. We have a script? Yep. Get, can you get the breaking? Yeah, I didn't know that's where we were headed, so I, I didn't set you up very well. I, You know... I, Talking to Todd in the last year, and 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 just people that I know, it, I've I've tried my best to take inventory of the things that come out of my mouth. Not that I can control it a whole lot, but am I saying something negative? Am I am I saying something positive? Am I complaining or am I giving a compliment? I think you're full of shit. And, well, no, I'm not. Um, well, yeah, I am, but I'm not about this. I'm I'm happy for a lot of things, a lot of people this week. Uh, my old friend Greg Dean. Um, who, 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 who was an assistant at Lagodi all the way back in the day. He won his first sectional in 2007 at Westdale. And, and, and Dino looked like one of the rising stars kind of as a young coach in the state. And uh, he got riffed at, at a job, and it kind of sent his – I'm not going to say it was in a spiral, but 16 years later, Greg has, has grinded and he has stuck with it, has been at, you know, at, at four stops, and on Saturday night – uh, no, scratch that on Monday night at Fountain Central, he got his second one. And they may very well, and they may you, very well win the regional. They may very well go further than that. And so, so my old friend Greg Dean, I, I'm I'm just I'm so delighted because I know what it's like to to have a family that's involved, to lose jobs, to 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 uproot, and it. I'm thrilled for him, and also, I'm the most barreed guy on the planet, and we all know that. I'm I'm happy for Ryan Haywood. I really, really am, and and I'm not close with him. I, w I, I, I I'm friendly with him. I wouldn't say we're friends. We probably could be because we like the Cubs, but by all accounts, he's a good person. And I mean, let's just let's let's speak the truth. Lagodi has recycled coaches, um, you know, since Jack Butcher's gone, and I would say it if Mike Wagner was sitting here right now, and 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 Ryan, the last three years, he's been in the sectional with a Bar Eve team in 2020 Teams that, that was that was going to win the, we were going to win the state championship in 2020 I think we should hang a banner in Kavanaugh court and just say screw it if you don't like it don't come yeah we won the state title in 2021 and the Cougars won it last year in 22 and I've heard people from from Lagodi friends that I've had acquaintances that I've had and it's almost like they're inviting me to say something negative I think Ryan Haywood's a good coach and I think he's a good person and uh, and and I'm happy that he got the championship that he deserved I, I will say this I I think I'm the only person that saw that game at the, this table, right? The, yeah, I, I, we were at Washington Saturday yeah. night. And um, that was one of the strangest basketball games I've ever seen. It really was. And, I mean, Lagodi played well first yeah. three quarters, and, and they stifled 
uh, everything. The Orleans had 10 points. Yeah. Through three well, quarters. Well, I got well. You showed me. We were on the air, and, and Deco shows me the score, and he said, "And nobody's holding the ball." And it was, <laughs> and 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 in that fourth quarter, it was just. I don't know. I like I said. I, I've seen a lot of games, seven, uh, seven to be total. And, you know, in 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 real life, but, um. You know, it was the strangest game I've ever seen. The way. Orleans got back into it, and it wasn't that, that Ligotti was making huge mistakes or anything either. Then, um, yeah, yeah, but Ma they are makers and diet. Thank you. You know, it was. It, they're a good team. They're solid. Well, and and like I, and, and probably playing their best basketball. Probably so. And like and like North Davies, they're old. And I I don't know. Amber Amber mentioned that the other night where where she she just said, you know, I. You know, you, you go through the battles and the ringers, and you deal with this and you deal with that. Sometimes, you know, coaches and good people just just root for coaches, and and uh, I think Ryan's kind of cemented his his status as a good as a good dude. He's, I think a, he, he's a good dude, they are even angry. though he's from Mount Carmel. Even though he's from Mount Carmel, yeah, and, and they and they, and they did Carmel. bad things to you in 1987. No, but, uh, they did. He did. Well, well, no. Ask him about the hundred yard reverse. <laughs> listen, listen. I got my own Mount Carmel moments, and and one had to do with a damn. Uh, flag that was thrown 75 yards behind a playoff. I was there that night. My nephew was on that team on the kickoff. Uh, and, and, and they and then the other time when they said Washington fumbled into the end zone. I've never, never in my life wanted to chase an official into the locker room like I did that night at that Washington Hatchet football game. Those kids got absolutely robbed. Now, everybody comes to everything with an agenda. I hate the Mount Carmel Golden Aces, with the exception of our new friend in Ligoti. <laughs> so I was, I, 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 listen, I had my own agenda. I don't even think Mount Illinois Carmel, is a state. Oh, I don't even consider Illinois a state. That's how little I care about that Illinois. That call was ridiculous. <laughs> However, I didn't even know we went. Well, no, okay, I was going to say that. I thought we were going to get pissed off, Deco. You're all like, no, Pat, no, so no. Dumb. When I when I said throwing fastballs, I'm I'm. You I'm, never I'm, mean positive fastballs. No, I I, I do. I I. Uh, when you say that, you're usually hot. I there's there's nothing about me that that is that is that is worked up. I I. Uh, I just I, sometimes it, it comes down to friends and livelihoods, and and I don't like anybody to be feeling pressure and have to move. And we, and we all know coaches who've lost their jobs. And I'm not saying it was ever that. I'm, it's it's not. I just I just you know I I I hope I hope Ryan is the coach of Lagodi as long as Ryan wants to be the coach seems of Lagodi. Seems to be a good guy. And yeah. and that's and, 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 way, and that's all I that's all I can root for for and and we'll do our best to to get ourselves in a spot where we can beat him again. You think uh, Greg Dean kind of looks like Matt Painter? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Me who too. looks like Shane McMahon? I, I don't know who that is, but... <laughs> it comes the money. I'll go with, I'll go with, the, with the Matt Painter thing. Zach Eady, player of the year in the Big Ten. Is that deserved? Yes. Yes. Okay. Be only because Will Chamberlain wasn't eligible this year. <laughs> <laughs> because he... Because he's in what would he? How old would Wilt Chamberlain be? Nine in his nineties? Ten thousand. He would have graduated oh. in about nineteen. He'd be mid eighties <laughs> tops because I think he okay. graduated. Uh, well, in, from Clyde, Kansas in, in what? Clyde, Leve Clyde Lavellet. Clyde Lavellet. <laughs> Chamberlain took Clyde Lavellet. Born in Terre Haute, Indiana. No, wrong. Look it up. Look at that! You have a field. Petersburg, Indiana, dog. Clyde yeah. Lavelle. Clyde Lavelle is. Where do you go to high school? Where do you go to high school? Uh, Terre Haute Garfield. Thank you. 
Thank you. Where was Abraham Lincoln born? Shut it, Todd. Where was he Shut born? Shut it, Todd. Kentucky? He's, thank you. We don't ever say, he was born, he has actually he had his formative years in Indiana. Has Abe Lincoln had the most homes of any per, person in history? He's, Everywhere you drive. He's been in more home. organizations than Hulk Hogan has wrestled in. <laughs> Brother. I just, we lost you know, him. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Abe Lincoln. And, uh, I Me think too. That, I think that down there he would have really helped Heritage Hills. He's a big guy. Six, what, 6'4"? Six, <laughs> strong as he, an ox, too. I think he could shoot. Speaking of Heritage Hills, that kid's good. The just kid like, is good. I don't know about the – he's got a little Caitlin Clark in him. He's crying every time up and down the floor. But, my God, he's good. I, I, I think they're going to be good at Purdue. Here, 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 no, hold on. Here comes my hot – here comes another hot take. The IU fan and me, I, dude, here's where I'm changing teams. I want Cicely to go to Purdue. Okay, that's smart. I do. I, I, and I know IU beat Purdue twice this year, and, and my, my, my buddy Wrigley back there, we've discussed it. Matt, Matt Painter has hit that status with me. That for Blake Sisley, I want Blake Sisley to go to Purdue. Well, he and because Ben will be there together. Then. Because it will help Blake Sisley. Well, That's there you know, he, he reminds me, at this age, Sicily's probably a little more physically developed, and he, he reminds me of Caleb First a lot. Yeah. Um, probably has a, maybe a little better perimeter game than First did, especially at this age. Yeah, but First had Davidson. And, uh, yeah, he had some dudes. He had some folks around. And a really great Hey, coach. can I do my hockey minute right now, please? Oh, gosh. You don't ever have minute. to ask. You just have to just. Yeah, you've been minutes. You just have Girl. to just, like, hint because at it. Because i got to get play. the hell out of here. And now it's time for Todd's Hockey Minute. Okay, for that one other person in Davies County who's actually concerned with the Bruins game tonight with Edmonton, tune in. Watch Connor McDavid. Okay, okay. Connor McDavid. I've write heard. That down? I've heard. I saw a, a tweet from Barstool this week that said that the U.S. should declare war on Canada to get Connor McDavid. Oh, really? Into the United States. We I mean, want he is. It's like oil in the Middle East. Like, is he a like a Gretzky type slasher? Is he a big guy? What, he's, what's a slasher? He's, what's a slasher? <laughs> You never saw Halloween? <laughs> I saw a slasher movies. What's a slasher in hockey? Okay. Is, is I, he scoring? I'm is, from Southern Illinois. That is not an official is he, term. Is oh, he, okay. I, I, I was, but no, I mean, he is somebody who can score from anywhere. And he's, he's just so fast. Up. He's got, he skates like Bobby Orr. He scores like Wayne Gretzky. And, and he's an assist guy too. But if you get a chance, Thursday night, it's going to be on. And, and, and you also get to watch the Bruins who are the best team since the mid-70s. So we were in Vegas, and we, 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 just, we saw there was Put a hockey 20 game. Put 20 we, on we were on. We were staying at Park MGM, which is right next to the T-Mobile Center, and we knew that the, there was a hockey game that night, so we went over and had shocking. We had drinks in the middle of the afternoon while the hockey crowd came in. So we decided, my brother and I, were, we're Las Vegas Knights fans. Well, the Bru if the Bruins win the night, they go 58-5 and five so far. And they made some deals at the trade deadline that were just this Orloff they picked up from the Capitals. Still not, as good as, still not as good as the Bari Middle School combined record, but whatever. Okay. Nevertheless, like I said, uh, if you get a chance, watch. And then there's a guy named Connor, Connor Bernard who's in the, uh, I believe, in the Western Hockey League. He'll be the number one pick. And uh, they say he's every bit as good as really, as, uh, yes, yeah, as, as Connor McDavid is. So okay, there you go. Like I said, you got a chance. Todd's to hockey minute. There you go. 
It's over. Hey, um, uh, I'll go ahead and bring this up just because today's the first day on the KC Kasem uh, America's Is Cup it from 1972? Tournament. Because I need my that Ben one's Musel. Over. That Thank one's God. over. 1980 tournament okay. started today. First round Thank matchup. You. I can't tell you why by the Eagles versus Fire Lake by Bob Seeger. Huh. Fire, Fire Lake. Uh, you know what? Um, I, I think that was the Ryan Wirtz is sitting here. I'm going to see who Ryan Wirtz voted on in that matchup. Um, I think that was the the uh, the long run album. We came out in '80 by the Eagles, didn't it? Am I yes. Wrong? No, you're not wrong. Wirtz, along uh, with Mark Holt, voted for Bob Seger. Kay. Next matchup. I was. I mean, I was not wild about that Eagles album, so I'm going to go with Bob Seger. Okay. I'm going to go with Fire Lake. Daydream. Now, one of my all-time favorite pop songs, "Daydream Believer." Unfortunately, this one is not by the Monkees. By Ann Murray versus "How Do I Make You" by Linda Ronstadt. I I love "Daydream Believer" so much. I Todd could sing it, especially because it. it's Mickey Dolenz's birthday today. Is it seventy-eight? Really? Either today or yesterday. Well, I know he's he's a avid listener. Happy birthday, happy Mickey. birthday, Mick. Yeah, hey, and we'll get that gift certificate out to you. I'm gonna go with Ann Murray just because she's a Canadian. You, will you remember that next week, Rhino? I will. Okay, and we're not that far from the hockey minute, so I'm gonna go with Ann Murray just because she's Canadian. Canadian and went to rehab for co uh, cocaine addiction. If I don't. If I remember That'll right, get you sometimes. Uh, Ryan Wirtz, also a Daydream Believer voter. Next matchup, Don't Do Me Like That by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers versus She's Out of My Life by Michael Jackson. I'm going to go with Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Uh, Tom Petty is also who Ryan Wirtz voted for. I and always knew I liked that guy. Everybody. And last one for the day, first round matchup, Don't Let Go by Isaac Hayes. And Fame by Irene Cara. Cara. Who I think, did she die recently? Yeah, she, yeah like in the last. I didn't know that. Last several months. Yeah. Uh, Interesting movie. Though. Isaac Hayes just because of uh, South Park. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with um, Irene Cara and Fame only because I liked the movie when it Bang. came out. So there you go. New York was a New York School of Performing Arts is what that was about. I think so. Uh, what else, boys? We've had one hell of a well, okay. show. Here's, good, this is, could this yeah, be the longest? Guests? Could this be the longest podcast ever? Well, you've not. Have you seen some of the old school Red Hill podcasts? <laughs> well, I'm talking about just <laughs> yeah, the B three. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, we're probably knocking on the door. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Um, I don't know if it's been posted, not been posted. Um, Tuesday was my three year hair anniversary. The hair anniversary. What, since your last haircut? Yes. Really? Three years? Because. Happy three anniversary, years. Because, and it's really not about my hair, although it should be. Um, that was, I got a haircut right before going to the regional meeting for the Washington Regional, because Washington had advanced yeah. to, to, to regional, and then our whole freaking world changed. I may have a picture, bud. The next day. Right the whole yeah. world changed the next day. So that was that the the day the Big Ten the tournaments pulled that at halftime Wednesday. and all they that. They played that first game and yeah. they pulled the guys off the floor. I mean, it, it, you're you're we're lit. It, actually, what is tonight? It's Thursday. Tonight was the night. Tonight was Rudy Gobert, Tom Hanks night. I okay. had. I oh had, really? Yep. I called. Uh, I called Superintendent Dr. Madison today because he and I and. Uh, uh, and Dr. Belangi, I love talking about that time. Though. Um, had gone to lunch, 
and he said, I got to go back. We're going from 200 tickets to 75. Yeah. And we got to figure out. And there were a lot of people in Washington and, and in Montgomery who very much thought they were entitled to tickets. Yeah. And it was going to get ugly. The, the, the greatest thing that happened was they just called it off. Yeah. So that you didn't have to. Man, look at that hair, man. That's nothing. That's March 14th, 2020. That Barry was supposed to be playing in the regional that night. And we all decided well. we were going to come to Redbones because remember they were closing everything, but they didn't. Sh they weren't. Nothing was shutting down until Monday. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we're makes 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 great sense. Yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, so we we came to bar to to, to Redbones that Saturday night, and then yeah, that was. But I mean, it it like I think said, about how weird that time. Was. Think about how weird that time was. It it, it but it, it was this night. I look better today. It was this night. I you I you beat Nebraska. And remember Fred Hoiberg sitting on the bench, and he was like sick. He was dead, and it turned out it had nothing to do with COVID. The guy just had the stomach flu. Right. But, but it was just like everybody was panicked, and it was Tom Hanks night. And I remember the joke on Twitter that next day was, "Well, if you got COVID, just I hope you have your IMBD card." And and it, whew, it just, was, it was, and because and then things as they fell over the next three days. The NBA, the NHL. Then I think the NCAA was a little late to the party well, as far as actually canceling the on, tournament. On, on, yeah. on Friday, I remember IU and Michigan had took the court and we're going to play at noon. Right. But there was a, a Big East game. They pulled them at halftime, right? Yep. There was some, yeah, I think it was Big East. And, yeah. and, yeah, it and was, then Tiger King comes out and saves And then everybody. everything was great, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, we, in fact, I had a little podcast of my own back in those days. Yes, you did. Twist. Back in my old, back yes. in the old days. Yes, you did. Simple twist of fate. Um, thank you for telling me that because I forgot the name of it. Okay, you did. I was a listener. <laughs> but that's, I, I, how this. I, came I think out. we, I think Partly. we, we talked Just, about like three podcasts about the Michael Jordan ESPN special because there was nothing else to talk about, you know. And we talked about, we got deep. We did a deep dive into Jordan's psyche. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm Mr. Positive tonight. I, I, I suppose you are, but. but COVID, I, I tell you what, it, it, it sucked that, by the way, I'm making the Bari Vikings the 2020 AP state champions like IU does in 1975. Well, I think so. I have a vote on that, don't I? Yeah, please give us I, a vote. I, I, I'm, I'm, voting, I'm voting for it. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 the, the, when things settled down, it was nice to be home with my family, to cook dinner every night, to go fishing with my son every day. Do you remember the Thirsty Thursdays? Oh, I enjoyed those in your basement tremendously. Well, no, but I, but the the podcast, uh, not the podcast, the Zoom meeting, the Zoom meetings, yep. was the, was yeah, the, like the, a drinking Zoom. The Zoom meetings were great. Where that we had some Thursday nights where we just we just set. I mean, for hours sometimes where people jumped on and jumped off. We I, did that with friends out in Batesville. We had some nights where everybody just fired up their computers, so, made drinks, and yeah, it it, it sucked and, on some levels, but it was also and, nice and to reconnect on, on and, some others. And we had a hell of a community party one night yes we did. everybody's yeah. yard yeah everybody's the all spread out in the, their yards the, until they the, get blasted yeah and the, we were all the, tra the travis madison uh <laughs> indiana dance party yeah indiana did not get hit as hard i don't mean with the actual illness but i mean we basically determined that covid was over somewhere around june that About year june. yeah yeah in three or four and, months and you know we were the only state where the the that went back to school the following fall and had every state championship yep. yeah yeah Straight through. Oh, and I, mean, I, and I still tell that story. I remember, I remember there was a week where football teams were getting shut down and, 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 and fall sports. I mean, it was it was dwindling quickly in 2020. And uh, 
I don't want to make this about it, us or Barry, but you know, we had more volleyball talent than we've probably ever had, and I thought, we're, we're going to lose it after we've lost basketball. I remember Jeff Doyle calling me at Bloomfield <laughs> while we were getting ready to play a Friday night game, and he, and he said, listen, here, here's the deal. I just, you know, we were just on a conference call with the governor and the commissioner. And it was, Tell, they, they called Jeff. Yeah, they called Jeff in the Barry Valves. No, but it was, it was dot our I's, cross the T's. Even if we have 30, 30 teams left, we're playing oh, yeah. state tournaments. Yeah. It, it, we're, we're, we're going. Don't and, you, do you wonder sometimes if, let's say we really, really, and we can say we did, we did not shut down. We yeah. didn't shut down. Indiana, you mean? Well, I'm not sure about anywhere, but definitely here. And do you think that it could, let's just say everybody literally stayed home for two weeks, a month. Do you think it would have ended then, or was there no, no way to stop it? No, no chance. There was no way to stop it? No chance. Okay, I don't want to get political. I really don't in any way, shape, or form. Mistakes were made with the overreaching government. Mistakes were made by those who did not believe it was real. You know, at both ends of the spectrum. But... We did some dumb things that didn't make a great deal of sense. Like I can remember shooting the North Davies football picture. And they were good about getting everybody spread out, you know what I mean, for the team picture. But they were still playing football. It wasn't like you were going to get COVID from the picture but not get it by playing. I talked about it on the Evansville North girls golf team wins a state title in the fall, to be the next fall, for the state picture they're 12 feet apart right they get back to the school and they're and we've got <laughs> they're hanging on each other and, 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 and i i remember you talking about this brino and, and this is something that we we told our kids at Barry. you know whether you think this the, the vaccination is going to be the magic cure that ends it all or you think it's the devil putting a chip in your body play along just play along just for for a little while do what they tell you be the be the sheep be the good boy be whatever and 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 if you play along you're going to give yourself a chance to do some of the things that we did and and you know i know a lot of us on here where we probably do not match up politically very well but but i also i'm smart enough to think you know years later well you know this didn't work and that didn't work and the vaccine wasn't really a vaccine yeah that's all true but at the time we had the best information that we could have yeah. at the time yeah, and, and, and for that we can't apologize for that and well and, uh, and you we, know and especially places like school districts those especially people were teacher. in impossible we, they were situa- it, it, it was a horrific situation yahoo's screaming about their uh, kids and, rights and, and, it, and it was wild and, and and i i remember talking to our seniors that year and i was first year i had sam in class and sam was in the first class we had post you know opening and i and i just said guys this is gonna suck but we can either play along or we can go back for two weeks and then, and then all this. Because for a while it was cool. Oh, we got days off. And then yeah. it's like, well, you're going to miss this and you're going to miss your prom and you're going to miss your senior trip. And you're going right. to. Yeah, that and, senior and, class, and, what, Colton Brothers. Right. That class. It's one right after God, my daughter's class. It yeah. Sucked. It, it, it sucked. she got sent home from Purdue as a freshman. It, it sucked. And, it's, and, and I remember we, when we cleaned desks in between every yes. period. Because I, I had Sam first period and second period. And we made up this song, <laughs> clean, clean. It, it, it was the, uh, it was the Billy Madison, you know, talking. Uh, 
Showcly. Yeah, Showcly. I mean, we did it every period, and it was just like, does this make any difference? Maybe, maybe it makes here's, here's maybe it makes a, a, a tenth of a percent, but but we're going to do it just well, to say we did it. You yeah. remember when when I got it before the vaccine? They were ready to wheel me out feet first. I'm honest to God. I'm I, not going to lie. Chad Ballinger and I, we were hoping you got to day 11. Because back in the day, it was if you make it through the the tenth <laughs> day, you're going to live. And Todd, we didn't know if we were you were going to get to 11. Okay, got my vaccines. All, all 44 of them have had. Didn't stop me from getting it again. Got it twice. Yep. And uh, me too. And it was nothing. It was nothing. It, I mean, I've, I've, I may and, have and it that, right now. I, and, yeah, actually. And that was the thing. Back during the height, every time I would start to think, oh, come on, we might be going too far. I would know someone that would die. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It uh, wasn't. It wasn't a vaccine to keep and, you from getting it. It was a vaccine to keep, to keep you from, from dying. Right. And you or, or getting really, really sick. And it was never presented that way, at least until until well, battle line. And, I, and I remember talking to, to Brian O'Son, Sam about it. He and, and and I back early, early. You know, Sam said we we have to we have to repackage this whole thing. We can't call it a vaccine. I remember Sam saying and, that. And it wasn't. He said he said that that's where you're going to lose people. And it, whether it's politically, Sam said uh, this was your 16 year old son at the time, Brian. you very, should be very proud. Very smart man. He should. He said, why don't why don't we just call it the shot? It's the shot. And you may have to get the shot every year. You may have to get the shot every two years. You may have to get you may never have to get the shot again. But I we still but, like Fauci ouchie. That's my favorite. <laughs> I just I just know this. Like I said, the second two times I got it, the second two times I got it. Yeah. Yep. It was Me, it was nothing. Me too. Well, I you know, and I'll I'll tell on myself and I didn't know it at the time, but the only time, and I never did another test because I literally had a mild cold. I mean, I literally yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah, shit. Yeah, it was yeah. the night Marty Ledbetter was here yep. on the show. And then I, the next day, I if tested. If you give that was, man COVID, I'll kill you. Well, he, yeah, I, you, I, you, I, you tried man, to kill him. I kept Thunder watching the news, making sure he was okay because I didn't know I was positive at the time, but it said I was. I don't know. I, you know, whatever. But it the was. next day, I was Actually, positive, I think I gave it to you because that was before the North Davies game and I couldn't talk. So I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm just like I said. I've hey, got, it got me to do my first play-by-play. -play. I'm just saying this. It, it it was three years since then, and life is back to normal. And and here's what I saw on my friends on Morning Joe. Um, <laughs> was Minka's face bleeding? Uh, sorry, go on. Nevertheless, still a dumb um, statement. Um, they said last week the last of the New York. Well, no, Los Angeles, excuse me. The last of the new, the Los Angeles regulations were removed. See? We removed them June 1st yeah. of, two, of 2020. Yeah. Howard Stern has still only done one show in the studio. Uh, see, he he won't leave his house. And, 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 and Brian O, you and I, we're, we're two grown men and we like wrestling way too much. Our, our friend Jim Cornette. What do you mean wrestling? Actually wrestling? No, not the... Okay, I wanted the, to make sure there wasn't shit going on. Not the fake stuff we do and No. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whatever you two do, you do. Woo! <laughs> Woo! But, no, I, you know, I, I was listening. You know, Cornette has literally not left Castle Cornette since... I mean, it, and, 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 and if you're in that... But, I, but I'm, don't I'm you think a guy like those two guys, and I'm sure the, there's you, millions of others, you get to that's the point. what they want. You I mean, that's probably what it, they wanted. They didn't know they wanted to it. If that's what you desire, 
I mean, I, I, I live and let live. More power to I'm you. I'm kind of tail but, off. But, but if you're if you're terrified, then then I feel then I feel good, sorry for you. You're an agoraphobic at this good point. Good friend of mine, high powered, um, has a company that that deals with the government for cybersecurity or you know whatever it is. He said they are still not back in the office. They're coming back like two days a week. Well, and, and I don't know that there's going to, I mean, it, business has changed forever. And and even in, at times, like I went up to Detroit a few weeks ago for a team meeting, and that kind of stuff probably happened more than ever. Does it really ever? I mean, I think there's times when it's good for people that are, are maybe planning for the next, you know, whatever, to be in the same room. But... It's changed. There's no question. It's changed business forever, and, 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 and probably some of the frivolous for the, spending. And probably, and I, I had friends at Crane back in the day who, you know, I'm going to DC. I'm going to see. What? Why? Why do you have to go? Yeah. And it, and in reality, it almost became half business, half pleasure. Did, sure. Did, did, and I'm not talking about taxpayer money, but did, did you really need it? I'll say one thing. So why I, don't you? Why don't you say that? Because it's no, true. I, I, because for some people they may think it's essential, and for some people they may not. It just That's it probably depends on your. Essential personnel. To go full circle how this conversation started, which this was not on the script. Like we have a script. This was, but we have a note card I've had people ask me a question about the Todd Father. Do you know what it would be talking about his hair? Your picture in the Washington Times Herald, will it ever be updated? You know, I could shave and cut my hair tomorrow. No, we want you updated as present, Todd. You know what? That how old is that picture that's on the? Shit, I don't know. Three years. <laughs> no, wait, three minimum. years. Oh no, yeah, I was gonna say it's at least three yeah, years and one day old. I, I don't on even know, but like I said, it, it. Listen, I have left the building. Yeah, we. Yeah, I've never in my life heard someone declare they'll never be on an elevator again. Or I, ever. I, I, because if, if I'm Why an some, elevator, Todd? Or an escalator? Elevator or escalator. Okay. If any, I'm any someplace, mo- if I'm someplace... What about one of those, like, walking sidewalks in the airport? I'm okay with those. <laughs> but, but, no, the truth is, if I'm somewhere where I've got to take an elevator or an escalator, I'm somewhere I don't need to be. Okay? I'm a simple man. I love this. I, I mean, it's, it's true, It's though. one of my favorite things of 2023 is Todd's not ever getting on an escalator. I, I just... I, I have no... I have no desire to be in a city. I have no desire to fly. I have no desire to participate in the things that people participate Mike in. Mike DeCourcy, is there any two better lines on the B3 podcast so far this year than, Brino, I'm a ham guy by Wyatt Stone, <laughs> by Wyatt Stone. and I will never, ever again ride on an elevator. As, I, as our friend Albert Cavanaugh says, time and place. <laughs> I, think, I think the time and the place for those quotes will always well, be just, right here I'm just saying like still said. my favorite line ever on the podcast we were up still we were recording upstairs at the golf course i think that's where we were yeah and todd looked at you and he said you owe me a fifth of whiskey and i want you to buy it in montgomery so it costs more <laughs> it's true and i never got that by the way and, and, and do you know how many drinks he owes me? And by the way, Mike. <laughs> and Lacey is, Higgins. How, yeah. is, how, I, is Steve, I, how is Steve Alford doing as the coach at IU this year? Hey. Well, he'd be 20 and 10. I guarantee that. Uh, <laughs> how about I that? I that's where we're at. Well, we'll talk off air about the last rumor he gave me. Do you think that's going to come true? Yes. The, the, okay. Yes. Big, but I'm an eternal optimist, as we have discovered I, big here. Big idea news coming, folks. Oh, for God's sake. I, that would be good. It would be good. Uh, 
No, th- that one I try. I try. Does it move the needle for Todd? No, but it, it's a good one. Give us a rumor. Go ahead. Tell us what you think the rumor is. Indiana University basketball in the next one month. Go ahead. We'll have a transfer transfer portal in-state player coming back to IU that will move the needle for next season. Now, needle when will I say be moved. when I say move the needle, does that mean Final Four? No, for Who next is it, season. The kid, the kid from Stetson? No, God no. Next, oh, I'm just, you know. no, no, no. But could it could it potentially be? Hey, this gets us into us. Oh my God! Does it get IU into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it does. It's it it'd be a big move. When I, will they not be in the NCAA tournament? Well, the big. I mean, we're watching the Big Ten right now. You got an eight-nine game with Rutgers and Michigan. You know, highlights, but it's like, do I think IU is going to be as good as either of these teams next year, as constructed today? No shot. So they got to get some dudes. Does Zach Eady come back? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Absolutely, because if, if I if I'm Purdue. Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Find Zach Eady a million dollars. And and they've got they've got enough people to put that together to make it happen. Find him a million dollars. Find him a million. And <laughs> promise him a ride on a spacecraft just so we can make him our twenty-sixth astronaut. You hear that, Elon? I don't know if he'd fit in it. Fit in Falcon rocket. Heavy. Put the, Zach on it. Hey, talking about I think you mentioned a weirdest game you've ever seen. Did you watch the IU women Saturday? I'm done watching the IU women this year. What? Yep, done. In I'm the out. world. Done. They're, Listen, we uh, they, they, friend, friend they, of the show, Rhett Wearsba, I've declared that the IU women this year are my second favorite oh, team they, in the last. too. Behind the 2016 Cubs. I love them. <laughs> what in the Sam Hill Don't know. happened against that press? And that's where I think it's, it's, it's part of me being an IU fan and I'm being punished for something that happened Years or maybe even decades ago, for for Tom Cree being unfamiliar with, with yes with with, with the, the zone yeah the zone yeah I I've, I, 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 I've I, I I'm just assuming at this point Brino you and I were not allowed to have nice things I know and 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 the good Lord above shined oh, on on us with, with the 2016 sakes. Chicago Cubs and we're not allowed to have nice things so I might as well not even put myself through it I've seen teams have trouble against a press, against a zone, against name it. I've never seen a team go from as dominant in their sport to act. To they looked like they didn't even know how to play basketball anymore. Okay, do I need to do this or not? Yep, do it. Do okay. it, Todd. You know, because I know you people, you get you all pe- banner happy. <laughs> you, you get all banner happy. You hey, You do, people. You people. <laughs> Do I just get to point and say, women's NCAA, we got banners on the wall? We got banners, yes. We got banners on the wall, We we got banners, how about you? And my my wife still says Stephanie was a great piano player. And you know what? Uh, She was a pretty good little league pitcher. She's pretty good looking. She's still looking good. Am I allowed to to say that? Who knows? Whatever you want, my man. It's been a good good run. This is episode number 120. We're done. Now go listen to the voodoo, children, (laughs) because we just got canceled because I said Stephanie White was good looking. Was attractive, yes. Yeah, Yeah, you're done. All right. Are you guys watching Last of Us? No. I I heard heard the last episode. so good. See, I watched. God, it's good. 30 minutes of it, and I said, oh. Everybody's dying. But when I get home, I'm going to stick with it. It's good. I might. I might. 
get to episode four of, of Succession. You need to get going because next week is the final episode Daisy of Last Jones of Us and then Succession. And the six. I Daisy Jones and the Six got my attention. Day what's that on? It's on I think Netflix or Hulu. Um, so and it is the story Hulu. of this mega rock band kind of based on Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, now you're starting but, but, to but lure not, me But in. not, I got you know you, what I mean? Yeah. And then apparently it ends with them breaking up in 1976, like at, at the top, you know, at the very top. And it's how they get to the, It's kind of a cross between uh, behind the music and uh, the Tom Hanks movie, um, that thing you oh, do. That, oh, I love that thing. It's like a, a, Here's a, a good, heavy R-rated that thing you do. God, I know. you got to go. I, I just thought of another great podcast topic. Best ever fictional band. Okay, Stillwater from... Stillwater. Stillwater. I, I love Stillwater. Yep. Stillwater. Um, the Wonders from That Thing You Do. I love that movie, too. Oh, I do, too. I, I have probably seen that movie, no shit, somewhere in the 30s. Oh, I, I would probably in be its, right there with in you. In its entirety. I, you know, the, the, the I, Tom Hanks was supposed to be... I had dreams about very, Liv Tyler for years. Very gay in that oh, movie. Oh, I love... Who? Uh, Tom Hanks, the manager, was supposed to. Oh, really? To, and they, they sort of took Ryan that Ryan Words was in love with Liv Tyler. You saw the smile. And, and he they, knows. They, they should took have that left you in Pittsburgh. And they edited it out. But that was really? apparently a big... Uh, yeah. Kind of like Brian Epstein. You know what I mean? Trivia that was, question. I'm going to think of a trivia question here about that. I'll see how much you know that movie. Okay. When they have the press conference in the lobby of the record company, when the Wonders are going to make their first press junket, guy comes down, Saul, I think was his name, eating a sandwich. Who did the reporter, what starlet did the reporter say they saw him with the night before? Was it Man, Man, um, Mammy Van Dorn? No. I don't know. Suzanne Plachette. Okay. I think. <laughs> That seemed, that's the first name. I'm, I'm sure that's who it was. Well, like I said, but to me, to me, uh, Stillwater is still just the best. In fact, you'll like the guitar player from Daisy Jones and Six. It reminds me a lot of uh, Russell Hammond. What did, <coughs> what did he mean when he said, and your looks are becoming a problem? What the hell did that mean? He was better looking than the rest of the band. That's what I took it as. That's why he was the guy you in know, focus. No, that's good. I never took that as a positive spin. I always thought he was trying to slam him, and I couldn't no. figure it out. No. Oh, I get no. it now. No. And your no. looks are because He was eventually so... going to have to go solo. That's, that's how I Which am. is the way Todd and I feel about DeCourcy in this podcast. His looks are eventually going to be a problem. I know. I'm hideous. I, I admit. <laughs> no. See, I was giving it a positive spirit. Oh, I know you were, but I, I, I'm playing it the other way. Just, oh, I, just because I, I, I almost saw... died a year ago this week, like... No, it was two weeks ago. No, it was Last March, March no, 5th. Sectional it was Friday. It was Sectional Friday, right? Sectional Friday. What's today? March 9th? Okay. It's 369 days ago, I'm looking up at the lights. And how many people sent you a text and said, I'm glad you're still alive? Two at this table, and you were the first. I'm but glad. But wasn't far behind. And may you have two more years. Yeah, you, you did. You did. I was specific. I did. What? Wait, I want to be on. What time did he send that? Because I talked to your wife on the phone early that morning. No, I don't mean then. I mean just, just a year ago. Yeah, that's what I'm talking or, about. Or I mean, I mean right now. He, on oh. the year anniversary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, no, hell. Brian, no, you called way before Lancaster okay. did. Okay, wait a minute here. I got the call. I was standing in line at Harry's Chocolate Shop because it was the day of the IU-Purdue game. 
you and I talked. And, and was it you? I yeah, knew? I think. But yeah, I, I, I ended up trying to get a hold of Travis. Yeah, I tried to get a hold of Amber. Uh, and they basically said you were. So they said no, he's out. See, that's he's, what I knew. Out. I was in the inner circle. I had calls at two thirty in the morning. Well, who yeah. would have called me? Would it have been Travis? It, it was probably? me. No, no. Amber, I talked. To okay, you. it was you. You I were was in at line. Yeah. I was in line. Yeah, Amber had basically called everybody that was kind of in my Rolodex and the 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 super long list of eight people that I talked to in the world. And yeah, she called you guys. She called Jeff. She called Travis. She called so. There's the movie. There what go. would the last year have been like had Deco died that night? <laughs> I know? looked up in my laundry room and all I saw was lights. <laughs> I, I, and and I, I thought, I tell well, okay, people, first I thought, of all, I still call the sectional final. I, saw, I, I thought, is, is the Lord calling me home or do I need to turn on the whites? Every, I, I didn't know. Every but I, night I, at 3.15 when I get up to Wee Wee, I think. Are we calling it Wee Wee? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Okay, when, when that happens, we officially gone I got a Wee Wee right now, so bad. I, I, I said, I say to myself, is Self. this when it ends for me? Is this when I go down like the course he did every night, three <laughs> fifteen in the morning? Boom! And I usually make it back to the bed, and that's fine. But no, it's it's like I said, that same point <laughs> for one year now. Oh, but that's great. It is what it is. DeCourcy's still alive. COVID's over. Uh, we'll probably still have two teams at uh, Seven yeah. State next week. And we're week. not getting on an elevator. And, we're, and yeah, there will be no No, elevator. I'm just done. I'm done with everything. I, I sent that to somebody else not too long ago. I just said that. It's over. It's over. And you know what? I'm not going on vacation this year. My wife doesn't want me to go on vacation. Is your wife going on vacation? I don't know, but I mean, it's like we just bought a treadmill. That's the same as a vacation. Really? It is? Well, it is. No. No, it's really not. I don't not. think so. Although I will say this. Go on Travelocity or Airbnb or whatever else. Whatever you used to pay for a vacation before the pandemic, yeah. you do not pay now. No, it is Everything is doubled. Oh, one final thing. Mike, congrats on the uh, whole Honey Boo Boo thing. Thank you. Thank you. And this is why we need a web page. So we can post the picture of Mike and Mama June in the pool <laughs> in Panama City. Well, hold on. If we're getting you with wings, I will send this one to Brino. Uh, yes. It's only fair. It needs to be up there. It's only fair. This, this Daisy needs... and Honey Boo Boo and, uh, and Mike and You're Mama right. June. You're right. You're not wrong. So the Honey Boo Boo news. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Neil Thompson makes his appearance on the podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> Mike... Talking about the honey boo boo thing and what her boyfriend was in a high speed chase or something and and I just I my first thought was they had the picture of the boyfriend and him going back to all his buddies and making the announcement on who he's dating that had to be a great conversation. Yeah. Here's what I know is my young son texted me whatever that morning was at nine thirty. He said um, he said Do you know why I love America. I said, why is that? He said, because I just got a text alert about Honey, <laughs> Honey Boo Boo's Boo. boyfriend being in a car chase. <laughs> and he's uh, basically, it's, he was, he, he's done with uh, America now. Yeah, at this point. that's it. That's it. All right. Are we done? We're done. We're done. We've talked about everything. Ryan Wirtz, do you have any final words? He's, he's done. He heard about Honey Boo Boo. That got his interest. That got him going. Yeah, he's done. Sure. All right. This has been another episode of the B3 Podcast. Thanks to Travis Brett and Farm Bureau Insurance. 
JFK Avenue, 812-295-3129. Any kind of insurance you want. Auto, home, life, renters, business, farm, and crop. He can do it. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Thanks to Cindy and Red Bones Bar and Grill, of course. They host us when we record. We're going to take this on the road. We talk about once in a while, but most of the time we're right here at Red Bones and glad I'm, to be. I'm, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. Show them that picture, you and Mama June. I've sent it to you both. Sorry to Gene Miller. We wanted to have the coach on, wrap up this 22-23 season, but we ran a little bit long. Of we, and Mama June. We got on Honey Boo Boo. We'll have Coach Miller on on another show. Tim. Tim and Mama June. Oh, uh, the Murdoch murder documentary. Worst, worst is really guy good. in the world. Worst, yeah, really good. He rotten, really may be. He a serial killer. Rotten hell, buddy. Yeah, yep. he really may be the worst person in the world. It, ever. ever. <laughs> I mean, Makes that OJ lovable. And that kid, I... But I'm not true crime like you and my wife. I'm not like a we. I'm not like a Kirsten and I. We solved a lot of murders. I'm not like a. We've solved a yeah. lot of crimes. I had not heard about this until I heard on the radio that he got convicted. Oh. However, so it was nice watching the documentary. It was like a show. I didn't realize that the kid, the shithead kid, at the beginning of the documentary, he's the one that. Yeah, bit he, it. He ate one, and yeah. he probably had it coming. I thought he was going to be the one to help. Okay, there's, there's. <laughs> Well, how long did we make it? Where are we at? How long did we make it? I'm trying to stop. That guy. That guy. I'm sorry, I had to do this, but he was the ultimate like 80 movies like rich kid villain. Yeah, member of the except the girl died, and he had no remorse. So like none. Like none. Like dad's in there talking to people in the yeah. Like hey. Sorry, but you know what? Like kid? Joe Kennedy at Cap- Chappaquiddick. Mm. Yeah. I, I, almost? Almost the same thing. Yeah. Sorry you had to eat one, but you probably really didn't deserve to be living that much longer anyway. You know what? And, and, and I, you know what? You should divide this podcast into two parts. <laughs> yeah. Release part tomorrow with the basketball and release everything else the next yeah. week. But that... There is not a person who you could look at and dislike. That looks like one of the Murtaugh, doesn't it? Yeah, right there. we don't care, Luke Todd. Goody. We don't care, Todd. But there's not a person worse than that guy, period. Yep. Well, he was a turd. A, a turd. He's serious a, turd. And then they got into the one that's alive still. He's a turd, too. Yeah, yeah, he seems a little but, turdish. But, 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 but not as much as the younger brother. And I love how that documentary ended when he says, so Netflix contacted you? Yeah, here I am. Well, here's what I know. My wife watches the uh, Dateline every night. Every single night, you know, we wake up in the middle of the night and Dateline. <laughs> and somebody's on. dead. Well, but I, I'm pretty sure she's just she's just taking an inventory list of what works and what doesn't. What doesn't? Yeah. Listen, I always, whether it's Dateline 2020, 48 hours, I always say, come on, one time, don't be the husband. Yeah, like, yeah, be a good yeah, guy. Yeah. When you're out searching, it's, it's a, mean it's a, it. It's a stranger. We had a conversation one time on who in or uh, who if Kirsten goes missing, who in her family is going to turn on me first? <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was, but it's also the biggest Trump fan. Brian, so Brian, there you go. Brian was out jogging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian was recording his podcast. Yeah, that's it's always he's always out jogging. <laughs> the only two people that saw him were Mike DeCourcy and Todd Lancaster. All right, that's it. This is completely off the rails. Thanks to Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance.
Thanks to Cindy at Red Bones. Thanks to the Voodoo Children. Listen to their podcast. Give them a crack. We're in big negotiations to get them in under the Impulse Radio umbrella. Read Todd's wide, wise words in the Washington Times. Harold. Voice of the Vikings is done until baseball season, but he's. Uh, far, I think our first right softball, the, softball broadcast is March 21st. Okay, so right around the corner, hear me every morning on the morning shakeup with the sports report, and I'll be on the air this weekend covering the North Davies Cougars at the Washington Regional. We'll have a good time. All right. For Todd Lancaster, Mike DeCourcy, I'm Brian Emmons, and this is. The B3 Podcast.